get that hit up, bud. Yeah, bud. Yeah, Welcome, friends, to the Joe Blow Horror Show, episode 15. The Joe Blow Horror Show brings you reviews, ratings, discussions, breakdowns of horror movies, not horror films. Fuck films. Coming in at episode 15, we have They Live, one of John Carpenter's most underrated, maybe. Question mark? I don't know if he has an underrated movie. Oh, yeah, good point. And 30 Days of Night. I am Boss Tuna, and with me, as always, is... Drunk Darius. Drunk Darius. Drunk, drunk. Um, I apologize. I'm going to sound worse than I even normally do, and it's because I've been sick. We put Which off... This is hard. With this... <laughs> We put off this episode here, and um, I've, I've got something. I don't even know what the hell you call it. It's, I'm, like, pretty much over it, but I've got, like, this tickle in my throat where it's going to sound like I'm hacking up a lung, so. You're unvaccinated, right? No. <laughs> I've been vaccinated with pretty much everything. You might have whooping cough. I don't know. Yeah, it's 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 not good. But, I yeah, we're too lazy to go through and edit out every single one of my coughs in a three-hour episode, so. Deal, <laughs> deal with it. Uh, I'll try not to sniffle into the mic as well too. So it's been a it's been a a, a few weeks since we've recorded. What's what's new What's new with you, Mister Drunk Darius, in the horror world? Uh, I'm thinking about legally changing my name to P H U K, so people know what I'm about. <laughs> Fuck you. <laughs> <laughs> so changing it legally from Drunk Darius to P-H-U-K, and that's how you pronounce it, right? Yes. Fuck. <laughs> oh, I thought it was like one of the long U's, like a ooh. Fuck? <laughs> I don't know. Right. I had a, I had a pretty good story. I, I kind of shared with Drunk Darius, and it was a failure on my part as your guys' host and podcaster. As is tradition. That, that's, that's, that's about par for the course. So last weekend was um, uh, we had a hockey tournament up in northern Minnesota, and a bunch of buddies and I went up. We skated in this tournament quite a few times, and out of all the years, we actually won it for the first time. And upon winning it, you know they do like a little trophy presentation, all that kind of stuff. And then the guys like, hey, uh, the local radio station, you know, is here. We're interviewing the captains, and I'm like, oh, great. So I go up, I'm a little bit nervous, and, you know, of course, all the guys are sitting there watching me, and 
ribbing me the whole time. And, uh, you know, I had a few beers at this point and I was like, well, I'll, I'll, you know, throw a couple jokes or whatever in there. So we go through the entire interview and at the end he's like, well, is there anything else you want to say? Or, you know, one of those things. And I don't know why, but I should have, I should have been like, Hey, check out the Joe blow horror show. Could have expanded our, (coughs) our network could have expanded our audience a little bit up to Northern Minnesota. But no, that was a complete fail. And the funny thing is, is like literally, literally right after it got done, I'm like, what was I doing? I should have completely plugged it. The guy was really cool. He, he knew my uncle and we were just kind of, you know, chatting a little bit there. But I, I completely failed. I could have. You should have just get it tattooed on your forehead. Oh, you got man. a job already. If we would have those damn shirts made. I could have like worn the sweatshirt or something up there. Oh, well. But we're working on it. We... We I apologize. We gotta get our shit together with our you or not YouTube, Facebook, social social media. I've been posting a little. Yeah, bit. yeah, a little bit. I yeah. Did you see that yeah. post I was made tonight? I did. Uh, <laughs> the lottery guy. Yeah, <laughs> that was pretty good. Some guy in Jamaica won the lottery, and he didn't want anyone to know who he was. So he wore the scream mask, even though his name's written on the. Well, it, it's a, call it? a Campbell or yeah. something like that. Some <laughs> Austin, Alex, but that, whatever. Yeah, that's a good idea, though. I would totally do that. I, I can't believe they make you. Like, if you win half a billion dollars. They have to advertise man, it, though. You yeah, know? still, man, I would totally do the same thing. You yeah. see me up there wearing something where you couldn't. I would have went with the Michael Myers mask. Myers, but. But. Well, nowadays, they tell you, like, what town you're from and yeah you know so it probably wouldn't be tough for someone to deduce to pick you out but yeah whatever i guess if you you know that guy didn't win that much money but if you won like half a billion dollars i'm pretty sure you can what's a lot of money for jamaica i'm sure yeah yeah, you probably buy three or four resorts on there with that yeah (laughs) with that money um what are we drinking tonight? I have no idea. You tell me. Well, the first... What do you think about that first beer we just had? Yeah. It wasn't bad, actually. I'm not a big coffee beer guy, but... Just as our appetizer, we had a coffee stout. And we didn't deduce that there's caffeine in it or not. There was no deducing the deduction. Deduce. That's not the right word. Of caffeine. I don't know. There might be. I mean, there's, there's like actual coffee in there, so there might be a little bit, but... Oh, there has to be. Have you ever heard of uh, Clown Shoe Brewing? I have not heard of Clown Shoe Brewing. Is that John Wayne Gacy's brewery? or? Um, You know what? Let's pretend it is. Is that the Oscaloosa? Oscaloosa. No, no. this no, this is out of, uh, I think it's out of Boston. Waterloo is what I was thinking. Uh, All right. No, they had a... Uh, <coughs> They've got some, I've tried a couple of their stuff before that was pretty good, but we'll pour up a little glass here. What's the alcohol content on this? Um, I'll read it off in a second, but it's an IPA. Let's see. Let's Can't see. go wrong with those IPAs. Oh yeah, that's a good sound. Hopefully that's coming through the mics for you guys. Take a little swig of that. Let me know what you think. Ooh, I like the coloring on this. It's got a good head on it, too. I promise I didn't put any roofies in it this time. What do you think? 
Give us, give us a breakdown while it looks I like. mostly got foam, but the foam itself was good. <laughs> it tastes it. I like it. I like this a lot, actually. Oh, man. It's got quite the quite the fragrant coming off. Uh, of I like it a lot. Uh, Clown Shoes is a microbrewery out of Boston, Massachusetts. What I had before was their Space Cake. It's an Imperial Double Ale. It was actually really, really good. What does double mean? <laughs> I'm not really sure. Double awesomeness, possibly. But this stuff is pretty good, so it gets a thumbs up for me. I don't know, are you on that untapped yet? Oh, I like this a lot, actually. Yeah, it's pretty good. Clown Shoes Brewing. It's pretty expensive if you buy it by the can, if I remember. I can't remember if I bought it like individual or how that was, but. Um anything before we get into horror happenings. 6.7%, by the way. Oh, nice. Nice. No, I got nothing. I'm giving this a 4.25 out of 5 on Untapped. I like it a lot. And if you guys uh, like beer, like Untapped, you can follow us on there. I'm on there under Boss Tuna. I am not, but I will join. I do have Letterbox. Yeah, well, we finally got him on Letterbox. Why don't you run through our social meds uh, real quick here? Uh, well, we have Facebook, Twitter, Letterbox. I honestly, our Twitter is probably. I've had it might be canceled because yeah. I've not tweeted anything on it. I don't. I have Twitter on my own phone, and I don't know how to use. Well, not that I don't know how to use it. I just I don't get it. It. Well, it's easy because you can like uh, communicate with. Celebrities, celebrities, yeah, but I mean, rarely will they get back to you. Not that I ever no. tried Kanye. Come on, maybe, maybe <laughs> when we get big enough, we could try to hit up some like horror celebs for for sure guest uh, roles or whatever. So hopefully, Nick Castle will follow me. He's my favorite. Do it up if you're listening, Nick Castle. What's our Facebook? Uh, the Joe Blow Horror Show on Facebook. I've been, uh, <coughs> I've had some pretty good posts, only two, but whatever. We would like a lot of feedback from listeners. Like, We have an email, too. We do? <coughs> oh, yeah, we do. The Joe Blow Horse Show at gmail.com. At gmail.com, yeah. Yeah, hit us up if you guys have any uh, uh, questions, comments, um, arguments, arguments. Yeah, we're always looking for a good debate. You think you're better than me? Facebook. We Tell need to get better that. on Facebook. Uh, I just haven't gone through and added any of my friends yet. We just have like some random people that have some, joined it, but yeah, we got to get. It, it's tough because you know, twenty-two shots of horror podcasts and exploding heads have awesome Facebook pages. So whenever I go on Facebook, I spend time on those. So I rarely get on Facebook. Yeah. So, all right, well, let's get into uh, horror happenings. I've got quite a few here, so I'll do a few first, and then you can... How, how many do you have? I have three. All right, well, I'll hop in with a few of mine. Um, the saddest news comes out of Paramount, and they halted pre-production on World War Z, which I was so, so excited hearing that you know because david fincher was supposedly going to um 
direct it. Is it the sequel? Yeah, the sequel. Yeah. Yep. So uh, um, I, I've, I've seen a lot of different articles. Some articles say it's dead in the water. Some say that it's just on hold. Um, but part of it is is, is uh, budget issues because they had everything all planned out. Like they were going to, you know, shut down part of Atlanta and do a lot of filming there. Who's producing this? <coughs> um, I think it's called Plan B. Is that Brad Pitt's production company? Maybe. I don't know. I feel yeah. like these problems always come with big production companies. There's a bunch of... Yeah. Well, I don't think... I wouldn't call his arguments. a big production company. But the but first World War Z was... It was pretty big, yeah. It was, yeah. It was, it was a big... is a big produced film. And this one is sad because, I mean, David Fincher was on board and they had... And he did Fight Club with Brad Pitt. Yeah. And they had a lot of... Um, I mean, they had worldwide shooting locations. They were going to film all over the place. And I think the the budget just got too big. But, you know, I would almost rather see this kind of get put on the back burner if rather than getting made. Pushing out some shit yeah, show. Yeah, pushing out shit. Because I, I, I am probably in the minority that I really, 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 really liked the first one. It was Even okay. It had I, nothing to do with the book. I think if it didn't get hyped up so much, I would have liked it more. Yeah. See, I didn't even pay attention to the hype because I was a fan of the book, and obviously, I'm anything zombies is, you know, I'm I'm, I'm all for that. Right. Um, that's my first one. Uh, I haven't seen uh, the new Bundy stuff yet, but it's been getting just average reviews, which is a little sad. But you know, I don't really trust with uh, Zac Efron. Yeah. Yeah. So I think the same person <laughs> that did the Bundy tapes on Netflix directed the movie. It, I know I got some negative feedback because Zac Efron looks like a fucking Abercrombie model. Oh, yeah. Like, yeah. And everyone thinks they're glorifying Ted Bunny, but I don't think that's it at all. I think it's more like we're all susceptible to this. Kind of like we all think we could spot the serial killer, but if, if you watch the documentary on Netflix, like, Ted Bundy was pretty charming. He yeah. was. Even the judge was, like, kissing his ass after he knew that he murdered all these women. Yeah. I haven't seen it yet. Uh, I've just been seeing some of the reviews coming in, and it's average. So, uh, the last thing I'll hit up real quick before I let you go. Um, I like putting these out every once in a while. Um, you know, best horror TV shows on Netflix right now. Everybody's got Netflix for the most part. Um if only for the convenience of it. But, <coughs> I'm sorry guys. Uh, the best Netflix TV shows, Horror, uh, House on, or Haunting. House on Haunted Hill. No, let's let's start over. Haunting, Haunting on Hill House. Yeah. Sabrina. Uh, these are fairly new. We've talked about Curious Creations of Christian McConnell. Never heard of that. Me either. The American Horror Stories are on there. Ash vs. Evil Dead. Um, I have seen that. That's really good. Bates Motel is supposedly really good. Devil Man, Crybaby, not familiar with that. Dexter, I did not know Dexter was on there, but Dexter is one of my all-time favorite TV shows ever, horror or not. Which is, yeah, I do like that show. Yeah. Which is that Bloodline movie that we were going to watch. Oh, we'll have to get into that, yeah. It's apparently <clears throat> kind of in the same Dexter vein. Yeah, that one's excellent. Uh, Goosebumps, iZombie, Mindhunter, Penny Dreadful. That's another one I saw all of those. Excellent. Um, shout out to Josh Hartnett, who we're going to be talking Talk, about here uh-huh. in a little bit. Yeah. 
The real Ghostbusters, Stranger Things, Supernatural, uh, Wyona Earp, and lastly, The Walking Dead. So check them out. I've seen a decent amount of those, some good ones in there. What do you got? Uh, well, I don't have this in my actual list, but I heard something about, oh, what were you just saying? Bundy or World War Z? No, down there at the shows. bottom. Horror TV shows? Yeah. Uh, one on Earth, Walking Dead, Supernatural, Stranger Things, Real Ghostbusters. Pinter oh, Red Ghostbusters. Show. I heard they're coming with the new Ghostbusters with <coughs> the original oh, cast. Yeah. Because they couldn't let those chicks shit on the Ghostbusters movie. So they had, they're like, all right. I never did see it. Did you see the new no, Ghostbusters? I and I don't care to either. But that's what it took. It took them... Uh, Took them to put out a shitty Ghostbuster movie to get all the original guys back, thinking, "Okay, let's let's do this right." Did you see uh, the Bill Murray m- movie on uh, Netflix? No. Ah, oh, it's amazing. You gotta watch it. I'll check it out. It's just where he like shows up to random parties and stuff, and they have like. Is it a movie or a show? It's a documentary. Oh, nice. And they have like the people like yeah. So Bill Murray just shows up. It just starts running the party like it's it's hilarious. You have to watch Great. it, dude. It's good. It has nothing to do with horror or anything, but... But it's Bill Murray. I love so Bill Murray. Okay. okay uh, my number one is Dick Miller. He's an actor from Gremlins and Terminator 2. He passed away recently. Dick Miller. Yeah, I don't know who he is. Oh, that doesn't ring a bell. But he passed away. He's in T2, I should recognize. If you saw his picture, oh, was he was he the is. doctor in... Uh, well, he was in Terminator 1 as well. Was he the doctor in T2? Uh, the psychologist one you see his picture you know who he is he's 82 but yeah he just passed away I'll do mine real quick while you do that did you see that Escape from New York is getting a reboot oh no I did not yeah more John Carpenter for you guys I love John Carpenter and I love uh, what's his name Kurt oh, Russell. Kurt Russell, yeah. Kurt Russell is... And I'm excited because a couple... A couple uh, uh, we're going to mention this guy a couple times tonight, Lee 1L. Everyone should know Lee 1L. He is the mind behind Sock. <coughs> but he is uh, in works for like writing and directing. Uh, he's going to be a big part of the new Escape from New York reboot. Uh, John Carpenter is actually executive producing this, so... There's no reason that movie should not be awesome. I'm excited. Another thing I have is... Have you seen the Resident Evil TV series is coming to Netflix? No, I did not see that. Oh, man. I am well, this is Dick, Dick Miller. He's 90, yeah. actually. Yeah. Not 82. Is, I think he's the uh, doctor, psychologist, or whatever. Yeah. He was in a bunch of... He, he made a couple cameo appearances in some of the newer... In some TV shows. Well, yeah, in the newer... Uh, Terminators too. He's in Gremlin, Terminator, The Howling, The Burbs. <coughs> He's in a bunch of shit. Pulp Fiction, Small Soldiers. Oh, yeah, I know this guy. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Uh, <coughs> next, I have this new Shutter documentary series coming out. So I'm a little butt hurt about. Oh. It's about uh, haunted film sets, which was going to be one of my segments or discussion topics, but I couldn't figure where to put it at. Yeah. Which, it'll be interesting to see. Like, uh, 
I hope they cover non-horror too, like uh, was it Three Men and a Baby or Two Men and a Baby? That you were talking about, yeah. Where there's like a ghost in the background, apparently, and it'll be interesting to see. Yeah. Obviously, there's a lot of horror movies that have haunted sets where people died, like on set or not long after leaving set. That reminds me of a when I was a kid, I loved watch like a kid too young to watch this kind of stuff, but I loved watching the Tales from the Crypt. Oh yeah. And one of them that stayed with me, and I can't remember this, but it was like a news crew was outside of like a. A, a mansion or something and um it was like a haunted mansion and they went in and just a bunch of the crazy shit happened i remember that left me so terrified i couldn't sleep that night and i i did buy a couple seasons of uh tales from the crypt i saw on sale but it was not in one of those episodes i'm sure if i google it i could find it yeah it's probably free on youtube <laughs> yeah. but um so i have uh, netflix is really stepping it up this year so we talked about the resident evil tv series is coming uh, also, Zack Snyder is directing Army of the Dead, which is a Netflix original movie. And Zack Snyder is... Is that like a Night of the Dead type sequel? No, I don't think so. I think it's just a zombie movie. You know, Zack Snyder uh, did the Dawn of the Dead remake. So, I mean, he's okay. he's a legit horror director. So, um, that's going to be coming to Netflix this year as well. You got one more? Yeah, it's not really news, but... Saw it on Reddit. Today I learned Stephen King sleeps with the lights on. Are you serious? Yeah. Which it makes sense. Like, he's got some dark thoughts in his, in his say, brain. He's got to have the craziest, sickest, most twisted mind ever to come it, up with. I mean, it's one thing for an author to come up with, like, a couple classics, but he is just, like, everything he touches is just gold. Yeah. That's true. I mean, you got to. Re- I mean, he, there's no doubt that he did a lot of, you know, I forgot what he that did saying a lot of is. Drugs. Yeah, but you know, artists or whatever, um, put out their best stuff when they're fucked up. Whether you want to talk about bands like Metallica or 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 uh, the Motley Doors, Crew or the Doors, or you know, Stephen King. I mean, yeah, he say he doesn't yeah, even remember writing Kuja. <clears throat> yeah, it's great. <clears throat> What's his son's name? I don't know. Also, he he has a alias too that he wrote a bunch of books under. His son? No, Stephen King. He went under a different name. I, I forget. Know. Whatever. Speaking of Stephen King, um, the so one of my favorite stories uh, of his in a book I've read a couple times is The Stand. I like the movie quite a bit, and then I saw. Typically, I should be excited for this, but I'm not. Stephen King's The Stand is coming to CBS, which worries me because CBS also did his adaptation of uh, The Dome or Under the Dome, and it was absolute fucking garbage. I think they did it, too. Well, yeah, that was a miniseries. Yeah. I mean, that was like, people call it the it well, movie. It wasn't a movie. It was like, like a short miniseries back in the 90s or whatever. Yeah, I don't like it's on CBS. If it was on like a cable channel, it'd be I'd yeah. maybe be a little more excited because they could show more. That the censor so much on CBS. Yeah, and it. I think I did read that it's it's coming to CBS on like their streaming network, which maybe they can get away with a little bit more. But I don't know if uh, 
I don't know if he has some kind of deal he inked with CBS to put his stuff out, but <clears throat> after I watched and I and I ended up sitting through like three or four seasons of the Dome before I just finally gave up. I, it was really that's where it's frustrating. Like a town gets covered by a dome, like the Simpsons yeah. movie kind of. Um, yeah, I guess I haven't seen the Simpsons movie, but yeah, it, it, it's a town, uh, something Mills. And they don't know why they're Mills, getting yeah. covered by the dome. Yeah. It's like government agencies. Yeah, yeah. And, and CBS just ruined it, but I don't know. We'll, we'll see, I guess. We'll have to watch it make our own. Overproduced, they lose a lot of their uh, artistic freedom. Yeah, it, well, it depends on who's. I mean, how how much Stephen, and it's difficult too because the stand is like damn near a thousand page book. Yeah. So you, you know this the movie that came out in the early nineties with you know Gary Sinise and um, now there there's a few other people in there. <coughs> Never saw it. Um, it was it was like a six hour movie or six hour miniseries, and that was done pretty well. Yeah. So, you, you know. It's not something that um, I don't know. We'll see. I, I'm just a little skeptical because it's it's something I enjoy and I don't want to see them fuck it up like they did with Under the Dome. Anyone who's seen the Super Bowl saw probably that ad for um, uh, Jordan Peele's Twilight Zone. Yes. Did you see? I don't typically watch I, trailers. I did you see I, the trailer? No. It's awesome. It's not even a real trailer. It, it, yeah. it, it's you know it, it's a trailer for a series is different, but it starts out like. With like Al Michaels or whatever saying, welcome back to Super Bowl 53, whatever it was. Yeah. And then it starts like kind of cutting in and out. And then it was really good. You got to watch it. it. It doesn't give anything away about the shows or That's whatever. That's cool. Well, because the show itself <laughs> is so. It's a bunch of different episodes. Ambiguous, I would say. Like it. Yeah. yeah. So that's cool. I love Jordan Peele, but he. Yeah. <laughs> He's got so much hype. He's better if I could back it up. But that yeah. Well, it's not him. It's everybody is making him hype, and it's gonna suck because obviously he's not gonna put out you know awesome material every time. single time. And, you know the one times he's gonna put some crap out, everyone's just gonna shit on him. Which that new movie he has come out called Us. Us looks awesome, and then he's the doing the Candyman yep. remake. I'm glad it makes me happy. He's getting in a horror, which I never would have guessed. Because I've been a fan of his for a long time, you know, and he comes from a comedy background. and Well, does so does, like, Danny McBride. Yep. I think a lot of comedy and horror overlaps. Yeah. Like. I can see that. I don't know. So, yeah, all right. Um, I, got, I, I just got two more quick ones. Uh, did, did you hear that they were rebooting The Grudge? They are. Yep. It was supposed to come out, I think, the end of this year or something, yeah. but they're postponing it to 2020, which... Could be a good thing because we just talked about how Jacob's Ladder is like supposed to be coming on the next week or two or something. Yeah. And no one's ever heard of anything about it. So at least, <clears throat> you know, they're postponing this. So, I mean, at least they're, you know, probably trying to make it good. They're trying to touch a few things up or whatever. I don't like I don't that know. at all. I mean, the grids just came out, I feel yeah. like, to early 2000s. Yep. Way at least like 20 years. And the grudge, still, damn your twenty years. You can still watch the grudge. It's still yeah, scary, right? Yeah, I, I guess I don't know. Sam Raimi is producing it though, so that could help. That is good. <coughs> oh man, have you seen Glass? You have seen Glass? No, I haven't. Oh, okay, I haven't seen Glass yet. The last one I have again, we're going to talk about Lee One L. <clears throat> He's remaking The Invisible Man. <coughs> oh, golly, 
with uh, Bloomhouse. Is this the same as Hollow Man? No, Invisible Man. I want to say that's like uh, uh, an original. I think that like the main one was from a '60s or '70s or something like that. Yeah, I saw it years and years ago. I don't remember. But the the Kevin Bacon one was oh Hollow Man. Oh yeah, a different a different take on it. I think I'm not really sure. Actually, I couldn't because he is an Invisible Man. So, and I was looking that up for my discussion, but it came out in 2001. There's a bunch of movies I want to put in my top 90s that came out in like 2000, 2001, yeah. 2003. I didn't even look at 2000. Well, that that's... Uh, do you have anything else before we jump right in? That that kind of segues into our... Discussion. Discussion topic, yeah. <clears throat> no, let's get into it. All right. What do we got for this week's discussion topic, Mr. Drunk Darius? This week's discussion topic is top horror movies of the 90s. Now, I picked this because I was born in 91, so <coughs> this is my real introduction into horror movies, and it gets a real bad rap, and after researching, for good reason, yes. like, there's, there's not a lot of good 90s movies, but a lot of them are nostalgic to me. This from when I was from one to eight years old though, so I think I'm looking it up. I missed a lot. Like I never saw Event Horizon, which I always hear people talk good about. That have you yeah. seen that? Yes. Well, don't watch it. We'll cover it. I'm sure soon enough. Okay. So I hated man. You always get me when you do these things. So the way we 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 didn't do this the justice that it deserved because I mean, there's no way that you can just do you know what I'm saying? Ten years of, of horror movies is not something that we can prepare for in like two weeks in between episodes. Right. <laughs> so the take I took on this was I just went through all the horror movies over those ten years. And I, I did zero preparation in uh, that I didn't watch any movies or rewatch any. So. Right. Me either. What, if we did like 2010s, I could name like. So yeah. many like more obscure yeah. movies, but my list is gonna look very generic, I would say. Yeah. Because in that time frame, I only did see the more popular movies. Yeah, and, and you might be able to say that about mine too. Um, but I will say, I mean, I grew up in the '80s and '90s, so I I've seen a lot of '90s horror movies. Um. <coughs> But I'm just not one who is big on rewatches. We've kind of talked about that before. I mean, I've got a decent collection of, of movies and DVDs and particularly zombie movies. But um, I, I just don't really do rewatches. I, I will say that I have a really good memory of, of movies I've seen. So I went through uh, pretty much I, I went through a massive amount of movies that came out in the 10 years. And I just... I wrote down probably 17 of them, and then I put them in a 10-part list. And yeah. I'll probably just read the last seven off as, as um, honorable mentions at the end or whatnot. So, But that's what I did. I, there was right no on. way, you know, the two or three weeks we have in between recording, there's no way I could go and do it justice. So I just went in with, you know, from memory. memory, yep. <coughs> okay. Years down the road, maybe we'll get into something where we can do, like, our, our well, best stuff. like yeah, favorite horror movies from 1984 or something like that. Right. So, all right. Starting off with uh, number ten, what do you got? I have Scream Two. Okay. Uh, 
So growing up, we didn't really have a whole lot of movies. We weren't poor or anything. My parents just didn't buy a bunch of movies. But the local movie store in town, when, when it, the video rental, video rental, when it finally went out of business, they just had a free sale and sold a bunch of movies. And my mom and I went up there and she bought us a bunch of movies. One of them screamed too. I've seen this movie probably. 20 to 30 times at least because we didn't have anything it's on VHS too so I had to keep rewinding it but there's a special place in my heart for this movie yeah I'm not like comparing it to other movies now it's obviously not great but I do love the whole scream aspect of guessing the killer I thought you know let's back this up real quick because you said Top movies of the 90s excluding Scream, and you're putting Scream... Oh, I did say excluding fun. Scream? Yes. Never mind. But you know what? Well, I could throw if, my honorable mention in there. Yes. Throw your honorable mention in for that one, then. Halloween 6. Okay. Very good. This movie gets hated on so much. The young Paul Rudd walking through, yeah. and like, it doesn't make much sense, but... I love it. I love this movie. I barely remember. It's so. Uh, it's not a good movie. It's all convoluted, especially since it's the sixth Halloween movie, and they yeah. had to like keep trying to make sense of the past movies. But I don't know. It's Paul Rudd talking all serious the whole time. That's funny. I do. I, I like this movie. It entertains me a lot. I just had to bring that up because I. Th- I'm pretty sure last episode I we did told everybody that we were doing top scream. five without Scream. So You're right. Even though it was like three weeks ago for us, there's some people that probably are listening to episodes like back to back. So they just listened to this one like the other day. Like, hey, these guys said this. So, yeah, I had to, I had to call Drunk Darius out on that. You're so. right. Because <laughs> you okay. Scream out. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. My number 10 is The Faculty. Again, another Josh Hartnett. Dude, he killed the nineties, dude. He killed the nineties. Yeah, yeah. That movie, uh, lots of nostalgia. Well, every one of these movies is going to be loaded with nostalgia for me. Um, but the faculty came out in the late nineties, and I remember seeing that in the theater. Um, it was awesome. It, it was it was your, you know, kind of half horror movie, but half like you know appealing to high school kids and whatever. Dude, it's a good movie, man. It is. Yeah, yeah. it was good. All these movies have like a little bit of nostalgia feeling for me or like when I was at that age. But the faculty when it came out, I don't know where everybody else was, but my parents were out of town or something and they went out for the night and it was just me, my brother, his friend, and my friend. We watched this movie and I still remember like uh when the old ladies in the shower and they save her and her hair is just like peeling Falling, off her yeah, scalp. Yeah, yeah. And it's like, they got me or something. I remember that night I got like pizza sauce on my arm. I was like, oh, oh they got God. me. This is a. I still. I just watched this movie the other night. It was on TV. Still holds up. This movie entertains me a lot. Yeah. And what movie is that? The Faculty. Yep. That's not your number nine, is it? Oh, no, oh, like oh okay. Never mind. I, I thought you were... Yeah, <laughs> yeah. the faculty... I haven't seen that one in a while, but yeah, that's... <coughs> it's, it's a, oh, isn't... Um, 
John Stewart, isn't he the science teacher in it? Uh, no, the Fonz. No, isn't John Stewart in the faculty? Maybe he is, but the Fonz isn't. <sighs> you know who John Stewart is, right? Yeah, I know who John Stewart is. I thought he was like the science teacher or something. Maybe he is. Um, I'll look. There's a lot of good actors. This is the guy from Slither. Uh, uh, Pratt he, was in Slither, wasn't it? He, huh. he's from. Um, or no, not Pratt. Um, he's from another early '90s movie. Uh, the Ted. Not May. Ted. He's in May as well too, right? Henry Porta of a serial killer. Oh, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh God, he's a good actor. Oh man, people are just yelling at us at their speakers right now because we can't get this shit figured oh, out. I will look it up. Well, anyways, uh, what's your nine? I guess. Uh, I know what you did last summer. Yeah, that was I. That one, it almost made my honorable mentions. <laughs> yeah. I remember my brother was obsessed with uh, Jennifer Love Hewitt. Oh, I had a crush. She on was her. in that movie. I can't hardly wait. She was a smoke show in that. She was a smoke show for twenty years. Yeah, she still might be. I just she don't know. Is. She kind of just fell off the. the no, planet. she's been in like uh, Criminal Minds, The Ghost Whisperer, and stuff too. I remember going to school telling everyone. That she's your girlfriend? Yeah. And everyone's, <laughs> after that, everyone around school was saying, oh, yeah, she's way hot. <laughs> I don't know. I started to try and everyone thinking she's... I didn't really. I'm going to stop talking now. No, she... Uh, oh, yeah, Salma Hayek, Famke Jansen. That movie was loaded with uh, Robert Patrick. Is that who you're talking about? He's a face you can't... Yeah, John Stewart was Professor Edward Furlong in it. Elijah Wood. God, I forgot. That movie did have some... It had a ton of people in it. Oh, right. And then Robert Rodriguez was the director. I didn't know that. Yeah. No, that was that was a loaded movie for sure. Wait, what? You're talking about the faculty? The faculty, or, yeah. 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 Well, well, I know you um, did last summer. Had a yeah, that, that was really good, too. I had that... Oh, <coughs> Freddie Prince Jr. Oh, God. What happened to it him? had Buffy... Sir uh, Michelle Geller. Yes, I had that other the blonde kid. <sighs> now I'm trying to think of who the guy f- that you're talking about from. Um, it's not Slither. Sl- it's not Slither. It's a uh, god damn it. What's his name? Just, I'm looking up the faculty. Um, the one with Elizabeth. Banks. Michael Rooker. No, the show with the movie with Elizabeth Banks. Couldn't tell you. Robert Patrick. Robert. Yeah, yeah, I think. Did, did I? Okay. Maybe you did say his name. I, uh, maybe. Oh, James Gunn did uh, Slither. I'm not even thinking about Slither. I know. We're, we're all over the place. Sorry, guys. But we're... A lot of nostalgia bringing up these, these movies <coughs> that we haven't seen in a while. So Yeah. But no, I know what you did last summer was good. I saw that in the theater as well. I mean, I saw all these movies... You know, and, in the theater. Because that one came out after Scream. Wasn't that playing off the whole Yeah, movie? it was basically. Yeah, it yep. kind of took off Scream a lot. Like, a lot of movies took off of Halloween. I haven't seen the, any of the Scream or I Know What You Did last Summer movies in many years. <coughs> I just watched I that watch recently. That's why, that's part of the reason I, I'm not a huge rewatcher. Because if you wait long enough in between, it's like, you know, I'm watching a movie all over again. It's great. Yeah. 
like I don't know how these, those people thing. can. I mean, I guess I do have a couple movies I, that I do watch religiously, but I don't know how people can watch, you know, you know, certain movies like how many times a year, every single year. Well, those nostalgic ones I can, but I guess I haven't seen that one. I saw it just recently, but it's probably the first time in like six years I saw it. The I know what you did last summer. Yes. No. And the second one. I still remember it. She's like, what are you waiting for? What? And then what's his face? Yeah. And then it's like, uh, she's dating Wilson. <coughs> Something Wilson. It's like, Wilson, don't you get it? I don't know. I did, I did like those movies. They're cheesy as fuck if you watch them. Yeah. Now, but for nostalgia reasons, they're good. Right. That's all that matters. My number nine, and I, I'm, I was uh, excited to find if, if you've, um, watch this movie or not is the puppet masters not to be confused with puppet master this is a different franchise it's not a franchise it's the puppet masters it's starring uh donald sutherland is in it it's basically about it's kind of like an alien invasion movie but not as much aliens as like kind of parasites yeah have you seen it with the the parasites that stick on the back of their neck? No, no. Oh, dude, it's it's a, it's a solid movie. That movie, I saw that way too young when it first. Well, I don't know. I was probably in fourth grade or whatever, and I saw it. But um, what year was it? Ninety four. It, it it was it's a really good movie. It's it's uh, kind of sci fi. It's pretty scary too because they. It, it, it reminds me of Parasite because they have hosts and you don't know who's infected or not. And it was pretty good. But that movie, uh, I haven't seen that one in a while. Actually, out of all the movies on the list, that's one of the ones I have seen probably in the last like five or eight years. So yeah, it's a good movie. I'll check it out. It's 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 the Puppet Masters, completely um, different. For, oh, and it's got Keith David in it too. So from. Uh, they live. Okay. So yeah. Yeah. But um, no. That if you haven't seen, if you haven't seen uh the Puppet Masters, check it out. It is a really good, really good movie. So quite a few good actors in it that you'd recognize. So that is my number, number nine. nine. What's your number eight? <coughs> I'll say this. Oh boy. Uh, you gotta practice these, it. These like first three or so are I'm not gonna say they're good movies, but I have watched them several times, so I enjoy them, even though yeah. they might be a little stupid. But my number nine is Urban Legends. I uh, that one was close to making my honorable mentions as well. It's I'm not gonna say it's a good movie, but I like the whole storyline. About it. So we've all heard these urban legends like a guy with a hook, a guy's yeah. in the backseat of your car. Yeah. And this this just plays out all those. For for kids our age growing up in this era, that movie was was like specifically made for us. I mean, it was a total, you know, a nineties movie for nineties kids. Yes. You know, so exactly. <clears throat> that that got you hook line and say and it, it throws in and it was and it was, it was actually a, a good, well made movie. So it kind of and it had a bunch of '90s fame people too. We got James Vanderbeek in there, I think. No, maybe not. 
Oh, I can't remember. But a bunch of people you'd recognize from the 90s. Yeah, that, was, that was like 99 or something, too, right? Yeah, it was, yeah. A, it was a late 90s movie. What would you say? I was eight years old. <laughs> 99. Yep. Uh, number eight for me is Leprechaun. No, shit. Nice. Yeah, this had to make... This movie actually, like, even though it's... I think it's listed as, like, a comedy horror, comedy fantasy horror or something. Yeah. This movie, when I did watch this as a kid, and I was pretty young when I first watched this, it did scare the shit out of me, having this creepy little, you know, leprechaun running around killing people. And I remember a leprechaun, Tales from the Hood. Yeah, that was... Is that, that one? That was a bad one. Yeah. Was that the Jennifer of, Aniston one? Which one no, was No, Jennifer Aniston was in the original one. Okay. But no, this one, this one was, this one was really good. It was scary. It was really creepy for a kid. Uh, and it had my future ex-wife Jennifer Aniston in it, so I'm <laughs> throw some props to her. So, uh, uh, but that was my number eight. Okay, mine is the craft. My yep. number seven. Oh yeah, and it's I don't know to say it's a chick flick, but it's I, definitely I, yeah. dominated by women, which is cool for the '90s, especially. And it has it's a, a great witch movie. It is. It's good. It almost it, made. That's another one that almost made my honorable mentions. It's still kind of scary. Like it's a little more poppy. I would say. Like, yeah. I don't know if that's the right word. Like more mainstream. Like, like teen. Yeah. Like teen, teen oriented. Teen oriented. Yeah. But it's good. Did you ever see the movie Jawbreaker? Oh, that was a good movie. Yeah. Was that in the nineties? Yes. Yes, that was '90s for sure. I that's a say good mid to late '90s. You guys should watch that. Movie. But I don't, I don't think that's horror. No, I didn't, I'm not. I didn't put that on my it's like list. What, thriller or something. Comedy something thriller like or that. Something but yeah, the craft is good. <coughs> it has a bunch of actor actresses that are still acting today. Like the chick from Bones, I think was the. Oh yeah, lead uh, Nev, was Nev that. Campbell in it? Yeah, Nev Campbell. Yeah. She wasn't the main lead on that. But yeah, there's. It's been Nev a long Campbell time from since I saw Scream that. Fame. The chick from Bones was like the main chick. Not chick Bones. Bones. Yeah, the chick from Bones. Uh, yeah. Yeah. It's no, that, that's, that's a that's, good yeah. witch, witchy horror movie. Yeah, there a lot of people like that. Hocus Pocus is in the 90s. I didn't put it yep. on my list, but. Robin Tooney. That's what you're talking about, right? Yeah. Yeah. Tony or Tooney or whatever. Yeah, she's cool. But, all right, what do you got? Um, Number seven for me is Tremors. And this one should have been higher on my list because i love it but it's it's kind of a comedy ish yeah it's it's kind of tough to i mean it's got the gore actually does the first one even have the gore yeah it does i think it does it is a lot it it is comedy it's not horror as in scary or anything um i wonder what it is classified as but no this one is awesome and it broke my heart when i i heard uh you know because they've been trying to get kevin bacon to come back the new Tremors, I mean, there's like, I think, what's the latest Tremors that's come out? Like seven or eight? Yeah, last it's like, like in Antarctica in or something. <laughs> and, and even though they're cheesy and bad, they're entertaining. They're fun. And I don't know why Kevin Bacon doesn't want to come back if he doesn't want to like... Well, he was know, going to, I think. Yeah, yeah that's what I was going to say. Happened. It broke my heart because he didn't come back for one. But they, it would be great for them to do like a direct sequel to the first one um, with Fred Ward. That's what a lot of movies are... are kind of doing these days that reminds me too not to uh, get off topic but did you see um oh what was it i just saw something there's another french oh terminator it's fringe 
I guess if it's even relevant on a horror podcast, but a lot of people do say that Terminator, Terminator 2 is like a, you know, a modern day slasher. Yeah. But um, there is a new Terminator coming out that is the first one since Terminator 2 that's being, uh, um, I don't know if it's being directed, but definitely produced by James Cameron. I think it's called Terminator Dark Fate. It's doing the same thing that Halloween did where it's ignoring all the sequels and it's just a direct sequel to Terminator 2. There you go. Halloween. (coughs) So Halloween's been a pioneer. Yeah. Since day one. So, but no, Tremors, Tremors is awesome. That's, it's It's never scared me as a kid, but I loved it. I want to say the second one was like one of my favorites when it starts out and they're driving the RC trucks with dynamite on them. And oh, that movie is so fun. These are just, the Tremors movies are just fun movies. They're, I don't think any horror fan can can watch a movie like that and say it sucked because it's not one that you need to go in. You got to take it at face value. So Honestly, I love that movie. That's my number seven. A lot of these '90s movies are fun. Yeah, I don't say they're that scary though. Yep. Uh, okay, my next one is from Dust Till Dawn. Yep. And it's. Maybe not even considered horror. I don't know. Oh, I would for sure. Just, just it's, if it, it's only that. Well, I was gonna say that bar scene, but you know, the whole, well, that's what most of the movie takes place in a bar. But well, the first half of the movie's like, I don't know, these bad guys. Quentin Tarantino's yeah. the real asshole, <coughs> but then all of a sudden, like the preacher has to tag up with the bandit it's a good movie and this is this is all the most famous people from the 90s too with uh uh yeah quentin tarantino and bruce willis no not bruce willis not bruce willis uh um george clooney george clooney and uh uh, the chick what's her name she was in all the 90s movies yeah i can't think of her she's she's a natural born killers i think uh yes yep with woody harrelson i think she was yeah, no, um, and then everyone's favorite horror makeup artist, the legend, um, Tom Savini, Savini. as Sex Machine. Yes. Fucking great. And that, that chick, that Mexican chick. Selma Hayek. Yes. Yeah, I forgot about her. Oof. Yeah, yeah, this is... It used to scare the shit out of me when yeah. I was younger, honestly. This yeah, I, I, I remember watching it the first time. It was pretty scary, just because, like, when the shit hits the fan right away at that at the bar... Yeah. You're like, oh, fuck, yeah, I like where this is going. Like, I don't know if Savini did, like... <laughs> I know... I know Savini mostly does with, like, gore, but I don't know if yeah. he did, like, the vampires <clears throat> on how I'm they sure. looked, but they scared the shit out of me when I was younger. Yeah. That was... Yeah, that's a good... That's a good movie. And I do love Rob Rodriguez and Quentin Tarantino. Yeah. Uh, my number six is Sphere. Have you seen it? No. I don't really want to talk about it if you haven't seen it because that is another one I'd love to cover. Okay, you don't have to. On the show. Um, I'll just pull it up here and give you the IMDb real quick on it. But it's... it's. Well, first thing I'll say is that it's it's got phenomenal uh, actors in it. Dustin Hoffman, Sharon Stone, uh, Sam Samuel L. Jackson, Liv Schreiber, Queen Latifah. So it's... What's the, oh, sorry, go on. No, you go, you go ahead. I was say, what was the Sharon Stone movie that she's not... Basic, Basic Instinct? Basic Instinct, yeah. Is that horror? <coughs> um, no, Thriller, maybe. Yeah. And it was directed by Barry Levinson, and I think he did... Uh, God, he did a movie that we covered already, I believe. 
Um, 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 um. Well, he, well, he's he's known for um, Rain Man. Okay. And, uh, I mean, he, he's a pretty. Dustin Hoffman. Hoffman I think he did. Thing. Did he do the Good Son? He he might have Maybe done the Good did. Son. <laughs> but um, oh, he did the Bay. That's what it was. Oh yeah. Um. No, but anyways, the sphere basically a spaceship is discovered three hundred um, years after, I guess, a crash in the bottom of an ocean. Oh yeah. So it's 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 That's super interesting. Creepy. It's got that. Um, what do you want to call it? atmospheric horror kind of thing? So yeah. Really, really claustrophobic. But no, the sphere was really good. All right, uh, my number six, we already talked about it. So, or my number five, The Faculty. Yep. I won't say any more about it because I do want to cover that sometime. Nice. My number five is probably some controversy with us, this one, but I don't give a shit. Uh, Night of the Living Dead, and this is the Tom Savini. Um, I don't want to say remake. It was uh, basically like a reshoot. That one was really shot really... Actually, that one might have been shot scene for scene from the original one. I think I've heard about it, and I think it was. But I don't think I've seen that one. You know, I don't know... I guess I really don't know what people's thoughts are on it, but I don't know if they can shit on it, because it's basically the same movie. (coughs) And I want to say... I don't remember... Who did the original? Sam Raimi? George Romero. George Romero, duh. Jesus. No, George Romero in the original with with Tom Savini. And then Tom Savini did this one. He's the main, he's a director with this one as well. Uh, But no, I I love this one because I'm trying to think, you know, the the very first time I ever got into zombie movies was uh, Monster Vision with Joe Bob back in the day. And I might have, I don't know if it was this one. You see, he had like like last October, he had some something going on with monster vision he was back shutter yeah shutter uh, monster vision or joe bob is back on shutter i don't have shutter yet but i need to get it <coughs> but um no the night of living dead remake is is a phenomenal movie you know i put it up there with the original i mean it's not the groundbreaker black and white was, but you know it, it was awesome it was it was i think this is the one that really got me into it but i mean i love both movies i own them both but, you know, there are those people out there that don't like, watch, or appreciate really? black and whites. Oh, so yeah. this is this is a good one for you. So number five, Not Living Dead. And this one isn't black and white. No, this no. one's color. Okay, my next one is Silence of the Lambs. That, that yeah, that was a good pick. I, I, I struggled if I was going to, that would have made my list, but I was like, ah, is that horror enough? Yeah, it's one of the few. <coughs> I have a few on here that maybe not are horror, but I think this horrific scene, especially with like Buffalo Bill. Buffalo Bill. Yeah. Ted Levine. Yeah, that was creepy. And then obviously Anthony Hopkins is, you know, he doesn't blink once in that movie. I didn't even notice, no. I, it's It's been a while since I've seen the movie, probably 10 years. Oh, it's yeah, the movie we talked about before, maybe not. But yeah, you don't see him blink one time in that movie. Really? But yeah, Anthony Hopkins is a he's a fucking stud. He's a beast. Oh, I do love Anthony Hopkins. But yeah, even in movies like comedies and stuff, I mean, he's just a fucking creepy guy. I don't know what it is. It's, it's the way he carries he himself or looks or talks. Yeah, he's, you, th- you just think he he can read your mind almost yeah. sometimes. 
What well, movie is based off this movie? You think that, but I don't know. Yeah, yeah, and I just love serial killers. I almost put. Uh, I don't love serial killers. I love I, the yeah. topic of serial yeah. killers. I almost put seven on my list, but I was like, nah, that's not yep, enough. Seven is one. Of, yeah, that would definitely be my list too. I love both those movies. Are just phenomenal, phenomenal movies. Yeah. 90s were maybe a down year for horror, but there were some excellent movies that came out. Like Crime Thrillers, yeah. <laughs> and fucking uh, The Usual Suspects, which isn't horror at all, but knowing how much of a psychopath Kevin Spacey is now it makes it creepy as fuck, yeah. especially with Seven. Yeah. But all right, what do you got? Um, Number four for me is from Dust Till Dawn. <coughs> so we already covered it, but... Yeah. I remember the first time I saw this, uh, it was a rental, and I was probably too young to rent a movie like this, and I remember that bar scene, because I mean, the movie starts off one way, and then when they get into the bar, and then the know, bad guys become out, the good guys, that's what's then, cool about it. Yeah, because when I rented this movie, I had no idea what it was. I did not know this was a vampire movie. Yeah. And I remember just the, the switch being flipped and, you know, looking at my buddy like, oh, I think it was like a sleepover. Yeah. You know, I, I've told the story before. My uncle owned, um, you know, a family video franchise, a bunch of them. And that's what we would do on weekends. We'd go and rent a regular Nintendo game or, you know, that's what it was for the longest time. And then Super Nintendo and movies and do sleepovers on weekends. And that's where I saw a lot of my uh, movies. And, it, and, and and not to get off topic here, but, man, I... I that is like when I think about my childhood. That is one of the the main highlights. Is yeah, going into the video stores with the VHS covers and being a kid, not knowing what the fuck you're renting. But that's a cool cover art. Yeah, that looks cool. Let's get that. Same thing with video games uh, I mean, as well. And kids these days aren't gonna use really. I mean, you still can <laughs> and rent video games. So now you can just yeah. rent it online. You know, yeah, go in. You I mean, smell the carpet and like that, like popcorn. Yeah, yeah. And you go in and you, you know every single video store had that smell, and you'd always, you know, you're a kid and you're like, what are those beads hanging over on that? <laughs> I don't think we had the beads here. But. Oh, we totally did. I mean, there was so many. I remember, you know, when I was a little bit older, to the point where you know we could go on our bikes and ride around and yeah. stuff, and going into different ones and. Trying to find because you know they they a lot of those I remember would have the same video games and you'd kind of get old and we'd go around yeah you could rent an N sixty what is that what is that for today's generation you know what I'm saying like what what do what do they do besides they don't have to leave the house yeah I know like what the fuck is is our this next generation coming into who knows you know I mean they're too worried about fucking finding safe spaces when they go on public and. Whatever. Get all all worked up having to talk to people because they're so used to a cell phone in their face kind of thing. But I don't know, man. Before, they didn't even have... I mean, they had video stores, but you couldn't go rent an N64 and get <coughs> WWF or whatever. Yeah. I don't know. Every generation is different, but yeah. that was a great experience. Yeah. No, I, I love that. I that's I've got a lot of memories. We saw Family Video. I go in there... Every now and then. The one in Boone? Nah, the one in Johnston, when I lived in Johnston. Is that, oh, that one is still there, right on Merle Hay, right? Yeah, yeah. and then, but I have a couple overdue vid- movies I can't find, so I haven't been back since. Oh, that's, that's a terrible story, because <laughs> if you're going to keep them, you at least better have them. 
Yeah, I don't know. Ugh. So okay. my number four was from Dust Till Dawn. All right, my number three, The Blair Witch Project. And I feel like this is harder to understand for younger people. Not like I'm super old. <coughs> but when this movie came out, yeah. it was a real debate if it was real or not. Yes. Like, especially with my older siblings would tell me it's definitely real. Yeah. Which I'm sure, I don't know if they're just messing with me or not. Or if they really believed it, but I believed it. Yeah. And it was like this like forbidden thing, like for me to watch and I eventually yeah. saw it and it scared the shit out of me. And it coming from that mindset it still holds up. I don't know if someone today that wasn't alive then would be as scared, but it's so probably scary. not not with you know, the shit we have now. Yeah, I mean yeah, we got paranormal activity and all that, just, but just all that came from the Blair Witch. Just project. think if we had today's like editing and filming technology, and we're able to put that in movies of you know, well, I was gonna say the eighties and nineties, but really anything from the past, yeah, to make it that much more realistic. Well, I think it was more realistic because it was just like it looked like just some kids. True. Out yeah, I suppose that's true. With no, it's editing. not like us going back watching it. That was you know state of the art back then. So. Yeah. When it was just kind of boring at times, which I think made it more realistic. Because yeah. if you watch a new paranormal, not paranormal, too, Blair Witch Project, every scene has a purpose in the new ones. And the old ones, just like they're just recording for no reason. It seems like, so, no. which makes it seem more realistic. Which makes this ending that much more scarier. Hmm. All right, number three for me, and I want to know if you've seen it or not. Is the Wishmaster? I have not. Is that a Christopher Walken? No, that's prophecy. No, this movie. Oh, you were talking about they have like a ten of the. No, you're thinking of witchcraft. Oh, okay. But there is a lot of Wishmaster. The original. the original came out in, I want to say it was 97, but, uh, <coughs> excuse me, Th- this this movie, even when I saw this, you know, in middle school, it, it, it scared the crap out of me, but basically, um, well, I'll just read you what it says here. Demonic Jinn attempts to grant its owner three wishes, which allow him to summon his brethren to earth. So this is one of those where... The guy's like, um, you know, I wish I had a million dollars. And then he'd give him a million dollars. And then the guy would go and his, like, wife and kids would be killed and he'd be collecting his. So it's like the monkey's foot. He'd be collecting thing. his kids. Yeah. Uh, yeah, that, that's the kind of route it took. This movie was was awesome. Uh, it, it had, well, it's got Robert England in it, so it's got Freddy. But this this was this this was a lot of nostalgia in this one. I remember, I think I I don't think I saw this in a theater. I think I rented it, but uh, it was it was kind of scary, pretty crazy. There's some brutal, brutal kills. Uh, I do like brutal kills. One of them I, I remember still to this day. This guy's like, I want my lawyer to, you know, go fuck himself. And he's like, is that your wish? And he's like, yeah. So all of a sudden they go to his lawyer. Why would you and he starts to be on your side. No, I, I, well, I mean, I don't know if that's exactly yeah, what it yeah. was. 
but he said that you know i want him to go fuck himself yeah so all of a sudden this guy's standing there and then he starts like contorting and distorting all weird and his body turns around and no and yes no. and he fucks himself no yes dude. dude it it is a twisted twisted movie but dude, that's like, dark. that's my number three because yeah this is a this is a really messed up movie but it was it was well done <laughs> <laughs> so he literally fucks himself he literally yeah and, and I don't know if that was the first one or not but <laughs> it was pretty freaky that's it I, I don't know. I hope someone remakes that scene. Okay, my number two yes. is H2O. I figured. Guy with two Halloween movies in there. This is probably my third favorite Halloween movie. So what does it go? One. Because one, one, the new one, one and H2O. One, and then two, probably. Yeah. Well, yeah, a lot of people go the first one, the second one, H2O, and then the new one. But I like the new one a lot better than the second one. Yeah. I remember the second one very vividly compared to the other ones. I do like it, but I think it's overrated. But yeah, H2O (coughs) screams 90s. We got Josh Hartnett in there. We got Jamie Lee in there. Yeah. I don't know. I just like it. We got a LL Cool J. Yeah. I, I just like this movie a lot. I need to rewatch it. I That's probably what I'll do here this year is rewatch all of the... See, my goal was <coughs> earlier... <coughs> excuse me. I'm sorry I'm coughing into your guys' ear. Earlier, I asked Drunk Darius if he had the Halloween movies because we next week we actually leave on our winter camping trip we're going up to well basically we'll just call it Canada yeah and uh, we go up there for a week and take my laptop we've talked about this before right but I bring up a film series last year it was Friday the 13th and I wanted to do um Halloween but I just couldn't find Halloween the only Halloween box set I could find was like for like 400 bucks on Amazon and I'm not yeah. going to spend that much on well, it. The, well, I had the original, but then I have a, I have a three-disc set with H2O, Bubba Sparks. Buster Rhymes. Wow. <laughs> I'm not racist. Uh, and in Halloween 6, the Paul Rudd one. Yeah. So I have, I have that whole disc set plus the first original one. But yeah. Do you actually, are they DVD or Blu-ray? DVDs. I have to borrow those. Maybe I'll go to like Best Buy and see the kind of deals. I, gotta, I think the new one's out anyways. I got to go pick that up. So yeah, well, you could probably download it too. Yeah, I might be able to do that. All right. So are we on my number two? Yes. My number two is Army of Darkness. That's my top. Uh, my George top. Romero. No, this is Sam Raimi. Well... Oh, uh, this is uh, Ash. It's a sequel. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah there's uh, Evil Dead, Evil Dead Two. Yeah, yes. Yeah, <clears throat> and my one and two are very easy to figure out. This one, growing up, this was my favorite of them, just because this was the one that was um, I don't know if most fun is is the right word for it, but being a kid watching this, you know, having him battle the undead army, and I mean that was just. 
it's been probably 10 plus years since I saw this one. I still remember a lot of scenes, you know, him falling down the pit and coming up with a chainsaw and then the lighter is like fire. And, you know, well, we've already got fire. But this this one is is really memorable for me. Him battling the skeletons and yeah, you know the damsel in distress and the, the this this one was awesome. I, I love I love all the Evil Dads, but this one is yeah. I was gonna say as a kid it's my favorite, but even now it might be my favorite. I I saw it, seen the original Evil Dads. You haven't seen? Have you s- I saw the new one? Oh my god, drunk tears. So you haven't seen Evil Dead or Evil Dead Two? No. Have you seen Army of Darkness? No, no. I saw the new one. It was like, eh. the see the, the a lot of people hated on the new one, but I love the new I one. I because love the new one. No, because it was completely different. The older ones are more comedy. That new one was, you know, we we I kind of forgot about that. Didn't we do like a top five scariest or something? Yeah, some girl gets raped by a tree. <laughs> in my in my opinion, the new Evil Dead was oh that's what it was is theater experiences i should have put that in because probably the scariest movie i've ever seen in a movie theater was the original or was the remake of evil dead it was scary that movie is scary as fuck yeah it was scary i will give you that it's scary it is scary oh man gruesome i don't like the gruesomeness Oh, you cut your it. tongue off. Love it. Getting raped by a tree and stuff, dude. Love it. Ah, it was scary. I'll give you that. We we're gonna have to once we get uh, our chops. Uh, once we cut our teeth here with a few episodes, we're gonna have to do some franchise, and this is gonna have to be one of the first ones we've done. If you have yeah, seen I like on. that. We should do that. So, but Army of Darkness is my number two. I'm gonna stop talking about it because you haven't seen it, which uh, fucking blows my mind. Right on. Okay. <laughs> My number one is The Sixth Sense. Yep. And this is another one of those, if you're newer coming to it, you already know the twist. Mm -hmm. But the first time I saw it, it scared the fuck out of me, and then the twist killed me. Like, did not see that coming at all. What year did this come out? 96? Yeah, I don't know. When I saw it, it didn't scare me as much. The late twist 90s. was awesome. But, yeah, I was like, was it even 10 yet when I saw this? So, yeah, maybe, yeah I, I can see it being scary. I was always worried about walking out in my bedroom to go pee in the middle of the night and seeing some chick <clears throat> with half her face blown off walk by me or something. Yeah. But th- one thing... Horror movies are kind of known for their twists, I think, and this is the biggest twist of all time. I mean, maybe not anymore, but at the time it was, and it's still known for it. And he did the Unbreakable movie, right? In Split, yeah, in Glass. Yeah, Glass. I think this was his first. This was his breakout role, but then everyone was expecting the twist after that. Yeah. Hmm. My honest number one was Scream, but I forgot we couldn't say Scream. <laughs> yeah, Scream is obviously oh. the best movie of the nineties. <laughs> well, obviously, it might be one of my top five favorite horror movies of all time. Yeah, Scream's really good. My number one is already talked about, and that's Event Horizon. Yeah. Oh yeah. Fuck, I haven't seen that. Yeah, that movie, man. Is it? It's an alien movie, right? 
not alien this series. I'm not even gonna say anything. Okay, you don't have. I'm not even gonna say anything, because it's yeah. But I will say that I remember my buddy rented that, and we did a sleepover at his house. And one of my best friends growing up literally lived across the street from me. It was like across the street and up two houses. Yeah. And we rented this movie. And we got done finishing this movie, and we tried to play video games, and then we were because like, <laughs> we were in seventh grade when this came out. Yeah. And uh, we tried playing video games, and then we're laying there, and and we just were talking, and then you could tell like, hey, so like, yeah, I'm so like, and ended up walking home. I was like, like, I can't say that. Yeah. This fucking movie ruined me as a kid. It was oh, there was some fucking, there was some brutal messed up scenes it was creepy it was scary as hell i gotta this, see this it. movie we'll uh, have to cover it for sure i just hope it i just hope that it it i don't want to talk it up too much because i just hope that it um because i haven't seen this movie in years i've heard a lot of good I, things I just hope about it, this it, movie. It, it holds up that's the biggest thing so cool but event horizon is my number one from the 90s so let's let's just do some um uh honorable mentions here yeah okay Let's see if I can find where I wrote mine down. Uh, there's a lot of sequels that I liked. Uh, there's the, F- the Freddy Krueger sequels, yep. the Jason Voorhees. They're all pretty bad, but they're still pretty yep. entertaining. <laughs> and, uh, the one Freddy movie that Wes Craven made. Where, Nightmare? Yeah. yeah. Which that was... Was that before Scream or after? Um, is is supposed to be? I think it was after. It's kind of supposed Scream to be. Scream was ninety six. I want to say New Nightmare was like ninety seven, ninety eight. It's supposed to be kind of like Scream, where it's meta, where they're talking about the scary movie while they're in yeah. the scary movie. Which, by the way, do you know who came up with the name Scream? Jason William or that Will the director Williams or whatever, not the the writer. It was Harvey Weinstein. Really? Yeah. That fucking. <laughs> I know it sucks because <laughs> I like they wanted to do stab, call it stab, but Harvey Weinstein said call it scream, which yeah, stab I hate is terrible because scream is such a better name. It is. It is. Harvey Weinstein came up with the name scream because wow. they were the ones producing it at the time, New yeah. Line Cinema or whatever. Yeah. But all right, what do you got for honorable mentions? Um, the first one I have is Arachnophobia. <clears throat> I remember seeing this on TV as a kid. Scared the hell out of me. People under the stairs. Have you ever s- seen that one? I saw it was on the list, but I've never seen it. That one was kind of creepy. Um, not as much scary as just more creepy and kind of weird. Yeah, Candyman. That that legitimately scared the crap out of me. Which I did see that. And that's a. Uh, that guy's been in a lot. He was in like a. Ken Final Forey. Destination, right? Ken Forey, yeah. 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 Uh, Dr. Giggles was really close. There, there's a lot of nostalgia in that one. Plus, I think I told the story about um, in college, our party house was, was nicknamed um, uh, the zombie house, but a lot of people uh, called it the dentist house because the, the that dentist that was practicing out of the basement. So we watched a lot of like Dr. Giggles. And what? The you dentist. had a dentist practicing out of the basement? I, I swear I told that story on here. Me, probably. In in college, the first, like, main house that we all moved into, 
Uh, a long story short, <coughs> this lady's husband died, um, and he had his parents' old house, and his dad was uh, a dentist, and he lost his license or whatever, so he kind of did it on the side. Oh, yeah. In the basement, and um, the house kind of sat vacant or whatever. Yeah. And she, or I think it was maybe a divorce. I don't know how it was, but she ended up getting the house, and she just put up for rent. And she originally was just going to rent the upstairs out, which had two bedrooms, but the basement was unfinished, but it had two bedrooms in it. One of which, so we went over to look at it because we were, you know, it was a really cheap house for two bedrooms, but it was pretty big. We went to look at it, and uh, she just was like, well, it's unlocked. We're, you know, cleaning some stuff up. Go look. And I walked into the basement, and I was like, fuck, there's two bedrooms down here. One of them actually had a dentist chair, like a working dentist chair. It had, like, the air pressure hooked up to it. Yeah. (laughs) And um, we were like, well, we'll take it. And um, after that, we, she, you know, we're like, do you mind if we have, you know, somebody stay in the bay? We, I think we made some bullshit store up that it was going to be like temporary or something. And she's like, well, that's fine. But we had to disconnect this dentist chair. And I remember my one buddy got damn near got electrocuted because like they, it was they ran power through the floor into it. And we had to like take it out. And we, we fucking cut the breaker. We didn't know what we we're doing. We we're like, you know, uh, well, I think when we moved in, we we're like 19 and 20. And we just put fucking uh, electrical tape around it and turned the breaker back on. And if you still touch the wires, you'd get shocked. We're like, just put your bed over that spot That's there. fucking smart. <laughs> Dude, it was fucking great. Um, but, yeah, so we moved in. And, of course, the you know the, the younger guys, we made them take the, the basement there. But we had a lot of fun with that, so... Yeah, that's my side story with with that. We we ended up living in that house for I want to say like five years, and she never raised the rent on us. And I feel bad because she was so nice, and we were just horseshit, fucking idiot, disgusting idiot college kids that we would just party and we we kind of trashed that house. She kept our our uh, deposit, and I almost felt like we should have left her. At <laughs> um, Doctor Giggles, have you seen Death Becomes Her? No. With Bruce Willis, that one, oh, God, I saw that. I had to put that down. There was a lot of nostalgia with that one. Um, and then the last one I have is End of Days. So that's like a late 90s one with um, Arnold Schwarzenegger. But I think Gabriel Burns is in it, and he plays the devil. And Gabriel Burns is recent because he was also the dad in Hereditary. Oh, really? That's yes. cool. Yep. Um <clears throat> yeah, he, he ages well because I think in Hereditary he was just playing their dad, but I think in real life he's like in his 60s or something. Yeah, he looks kind of older. Yeah. Uh, also, part of my um, honorable mentions are the Puppet Master series and um, oh, what's the other one? Just because I there's so many of them I haven't uh, I can't differentiate between them but Puppet Master what's the other series that there's a bunch of Children of the Corn no I can't remember but uh, you know I love the Puppet Master movies but I just it's been so long since I've seen them I can't figure out which ones that's why none of them made my list so but (coughs) that wraps up oh man sorry guys uh, that wraps up the... Well, I got oh, you some. got some more? Okay. Just for nostalgia reasons, I loved Anaconda. We got J-Lo. Oh, God, that movie is terrible. John Voight. Uh, oh, what the fuck was the black dude in it? Ice Cube? Ice Cube. 
Yes, I did love that movie when I was younger. The sequel to I Know What You Did Last Summer and uh, House on Haunted Hill, which is a remake. And that's about it. But those were just nostalgically good yeah. to me I grew up with them I, I liked I them when I, was, when I was younger I don't know they probably don't hold up today yeah and Ringu came out too and the second one yeah but The Ring didn't come out to 2001, 2001 yeah which The Ring scared the fuck out of me Sleepy <coughs> Hollow was in 99 that used to scare me yeah with Johnny Depp I don't but that one really I don't really hold those up now. I don't think they hold up, but at the yeah. time, I definitely was into them. Yeah. But all right. All right. Let's take a pee break. Oh, brick time. Brick, brick, brick it down. And we're back. All right. Drunk Darius has done nothing around. Let's, let's get into our first feature review. You don't meth around. I know, I'm just teasing. You don't know. <laughs> they don't either, I guess. Okay. Hey. They live 1988 rated R running at 94 minutes. And you know who directed this one? I do. It was the John Carpenter. What do you think this came in? This was a first time watch for you, wasn't it? It was. Okay. What? No, I'm not judging. What do you think of this game? What, IMDb? Uh, yeah, IMDb. What's your guess? What point what? Do the <coughs> I guess IMDb wasn't around then. I'm going to say it's a 6.5. Mm, 7.3. What, what percent on Rotten Tomatoes? 90. 85. All right. Not bad, not bad. This one stars Rowdy Roddy Piper. God rest his soul. R.I.P. He's got he's got quite the uh, list of film cred behind him. It's unfortunate because he died when he was pretty young. I think it was a heart attack or something, and I don't even know if he was fifty. Maybe I used to get him mixed up. I don't even say. Oh boy, must be a must be a gem. Randy Savage. Macho Man Randy Savage. You know, one thing I noticed is tons of horror fans are also huge wrestling fans. Why do you think that is? I think it's like a fringe. It's not mainstream. Yeah. It's like a fringe thing to be into. See, I was into wrestling until I hit like third grade. And then I got into... Oh, Jesus. Sorry, guys. Killing people for money. Then I got into... (laughs) I don't know. Cool stuff? Oh, I'm sorry. Sorry. I know a lot of people still like that. I, I think it's kind of cool. I mean, I'm not into it. <coughs> it's all right. No, but I remember, you know, I was, when I was in wrestling, that was in up until like the early, early 90s. So I remember Rowdy Roddy Piper. But he's got lots of film cred. Nothing really good. Nothing really stood out. This also does star Keith David. We've been talking a lot about him lately. He's that one guy you see in everything, but right. you don't know his name. Yep. And this is one of the movies that he did have more of a starring role in, I guess. Yeah. You know, he was in The Thing, but he was also in The Thing with fucking 10 other dudes, you know. Um, with Kurt Russell. He's, yep. He got outshined, you know. Yep. 
Um, but no, he he was you know the one of the main actors in this as well. Other than that, there wasn't really many other main actors. The next one would be Meg Foster, who was the uh, you know the good looking. I know her name. I feel like she's way more famous when this movie came out. Well, she was in uh, Jeepers Creepers three. She's she's in a lot of uh, Rob Zombie movies. So she was in Thirty One and Lords of Salem. But she was also in Leviathan, which is a really good movie too. That oh. might have been nineties. But I don't know if that would be considered horror. I, mean, I remember. Dude at work says his brother is best friends with Rob Zombie, and he's in Lord of Salem. Lords what? of Salem. I don't know if he's full of shit <laughs> or not. That's what he said. His says. best friend is. No, his brother is best friends with Rob Zombie. Well, then he should have a shitload of pictures with Rob Zombie because I know all my brother's friends. Right. I don't know. I don't know. Call bullshit alert on that one. Uh, call bullshit alert, he says. Mm-hmm. Hopefully he's not listening, which he probably is. All right. Yeah. This was basically written by John Carpenter, and I say basically because it was based off of a story by Ray Nelson. So. Yeah. Uh, did you look into, like, the economy at the time? Yeah. So, well, yeah, I, I've got a lot on that, too, for, like, trivia stuff. But I know what you're talking about, yes. I mean, before we get into the actual movie? Yes. Yeah. So, <laughs> what? This movie is pretty much like the rich people are out to get us. <coughs> yeah. Which is kind of what's going on right now, too. Yes, I did write that in. Um, well, I'm just going to go through my um, list so I don't miss anything. But yeah, we'll, we'll get into that, too. So, I guess for the trivia part. The iconic line. So if, if if you're a fan of like Duke Nukem or ever play the games, you'll know one of his I'll famous. Hail the king. Yep. So you'll know one of his most famous lines is, "I've come here to chew bubble gum and kick ass, and I've ran out of bubble gum." Whatever. Um, that supposedly was started by being ad libbed by Roddy Piper in this movie. No so sure. when he walks into the bank, you know he looks and. He doesn't realize he's going into the bank when he's got the shotgun. He's got the glasses on. He says that. So he was ad-libbed, and apparently that's how it started. So There's a ton of one-liners in this movie. Yes. I fucking yep. love it. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> um, this was adapted from uh, a short story by Ray Nelson called 8 O'Clock in the Morning. Um, and it kind of took a little while, but uh, Carpenter eventually got a hold of it, and it is what it is now. John Carpenter specifically wrote, so he knew um, he wanted Keith David in this movie. Um, he didn't necessarily want him for the role. Is this of, after the thing? Um, yes, the thing was 82. Okay. This one was 88. So he knew he wanted Keith David in this. He actually did want Kurt Russell to star in this, but he's... From what I read, it was like, he's like, all right, I need to fucking get someone else because Kurt Russell is basically, you know, John Carpenter's homeboy. Yeah. So he's like, oh, I'm going to find someone else. He wanted someone real gruff and rough and whatever. So that's why Roddy Roddy Piper came in. But he didn't want Keith David in. So he wrote that role specifically for Keith David in it. So um, so let's get into what you're talking about. When I, I saw, I've seen this movie quite a few times. Uh, I saw it a bunch as a kid, and I saw it really not all that long ago, maybe like two years ago. 
Um, and it wasn't until I saw it two years ago that all the political stuff kind of, I was able to notice it. But typically, I hate movies. You know, we've spent a lot of time talking about <coughs> movies like Get Out and The Purge. Right. Having those political undertones and yes. whatnot. And I typically hate uh, movies like that. But I guess I can say, luckily, when I did see this movie, you know, I was a kid and all that shit was over my head. But when I watched it a couple of years ago, I, I was like, you know, wait a second. What do we got going on here? So I kind of looked it up a little bit back then, and then you know, watching it today was is really weird watching this movie today. I mean, like literally today with everything that's going on with um, you know the government controversy with down. government and uh, Trump and you know this new Alexandria Ocasio Cortez that's in office and yeah. you know this Somali Muslim that is in you know, Minnesota. Anyways, um, but this movie is basically John Carpenter. Um, well, have you ever heard of Reaganomics is basically what it is. I mean, th- this this movie is just basically ripping on capitalism It's like as far as that goes. If you're an Alex Jones fan... You love this movie probably, probably because yeah. like it, it's basically how there's a huge conspiracy by the rich to keep the rest of us down and keep the poor believing in the American dream so they work hard and are just slaves to the rich. Yeah, it was just basically, you know, ripping on on the whole idea of really capitalism but more so Reaganomics you know lower taxes is going to create more revenue kind of deal yeah so but that's what it is I mean I don't know how much you want to get into it or it's it's not it's a very lighthearted take on it I would say yeah it's not like so serious no but it's also I think a little bit with Sean Carpenter like flipping off uh, like major Studios and stuff yeah. too. Just yeah, like could, fuck you. You're trying to control me. I'm gonna do whatever I want. Would <laughs> put out this entire satire film. I will say that it it, it is funny because um, yeah, there's a lot of lines and everything I picked up. You know, they call them. Um, you know, like money, for example. When he looks at money with the glasses off, it says, "This is your god." Um, they call them free enterprisers. Everywhere he looks, it says obey, conform, marry, reproduce, stay asleep kind of thing. So I thought that was pretty funny. So It's like an anti-consumerism. <laughs> yeah. But it's not... It's it's so fun. It's not like... Yeah. It's so it's much like, in your face. It's not like in a bad way. We're like... Ah, I don't know how to say that. And really, while we're kind of... Before we hop into the movie here, I wonder what it actually says on IMDb for it's this. undertones or well no not undertones but I mean this is hardly a horror movie for most of it you know I don't think it's it's. I guess it's, I would I would consider it horror but I was never really scared I was laughing no, more than anything. it's called action horror sci-fi so yeah I mean I think that uh, the horror elements in it are kind of like the the you know, it's, it, I guess it's kind of like thriller, suspense, you know, kind of keeps you, it, it does have that, I don't know if really, 
scary, but I mean, I, I think it's who did the makeup? Who came up with the design of the faces of the face? I don't know, but I did read in that they wanted them to look like basically like rotting corpses kind of thing. They kind did of a good job of that. It's kind of like an uncanny effect. <coughs> like they look human but not human. Yeah, yeah. So th- they did look a little creepy. Yeah. All right, let's get into it. All right, so we start out with our main guy, George. This is Rat, not George. What? Are you talking Rowdy Roddy Piper? Yeah, what's his name? He doesn't really have a name. It, it, I remember his name was George. No, not a. Or not Arneda or whatever. Anyways. Is what he is. Yeah, but I don't think they ever say or call his name. Well, I looked it up, I think. I think, in, I think in the short story, he's George, but in the movie, he's like considered Nada or Nada or something. N-A-D-A. So we I don't know if they ever say that. Rowdy Roddy Piper. Just like, <coughs> is he in New York? Um, Is it Los Angeles? I don't know. He's a hitchhiker walking through. He's just a drifter, uh, yeah. Through a big city. Not it's, a hitchhiker. Oh, yeah, it is L.A. because I think he's from Denver. He is from yep. Denver, Michigan. Yep. No, Frank's from Denver. From he's from Denver. I think he's in L.A. And he goes to unemployment office, can't get a job. We kind of get this whole idea that everyone's unemployed, like the economy's bad. Mm. And so he goes to sleep on the street for a night. The next day he goes on the construction site, meets the boss of the construction site and said, oh, it's a union job. You can't work here. He's like, well, yeah, he's like, uh, you union. You gotta go see the union. Yeah. So, anyways, he ends up getting a job, <laughs> and his boss says, "You can't sleep here tonight. Find somewhere else to sleep." So we get Frank, which is what, Keith, Keith, Keith. What? I was gonna say Keith Richards. No, Keith David. He doesn't play guitar. <laughs> Keith David tells him he can. He has a place for him to sleep. So they walk into like this homeless camp. Where Keith David lives and he gets a He's good, from Michigan, I think. He's from Michigan and he has a wife and two kids there and he's trying to earn money to send back to them, I think. Yeah. And he's pretty much mad at the world because corporations are screwing him over. He, he does not like rich he, He's people. a guy, he's like... Keep your head down. Do your work. Don't say anything. Don't ruffle any feathers. Yeah, like, just don't get fired, basically. Yep. Just, yep. If just, you play your cards right, it'll work out for you. Kind yes. Of. Yep. Well, no, that's not Frank. That's Rowdy Piper. Has no idea. Oh, no, you're right. You're right. It is Frank. Yeah, Frank. Uh... And then that this homeless camp and the TV comes on out. They're watching the TV outside. <coughs> Rowdy Piper is walking by and sees the TV and like some hacker hacks the TV and says, "They're out to get you." Yep. They're controlling the world. They it looks like s- Colonel Sanders. It does kind of look like Colonel Sanders. Some like yep. guy with a gray beard, and the homeless people are like, wow, "What the fuck?" This hacker keeps interjecting on our nightly shows they're trying to watch Wheel of Fortune or some shit and (laughs) this guy just keeps cutting in but oh before there was a preacher a blind preacher that kept saying this stuff too like they control us they well when you get to this this whole um, camp you can see right across the street is a church 
Yes. And they're foreshadowing some some shit's going to go down at this church. Yeah. Yeah. This church is a big plot point. But anyways, they keep talking about the they. Like the blind preacher does. And we just keep getting like little bits of the story. Like they are. And then it cuts out on the TV. They're what? Like we don't know what they are. They want us to be their slaves. We're their cattle, and it cuts out. Like, we don't know. <coughs> we don't know who the they are. So that it kind of comes. The title is "They Live." Yeah. They. Uh. You know, while this broadcast is going on, where the hacker cuts into the TV and he's preaching, the preacher is mouthing every single word. Then we see some guy lead him into the church. The preacher. The blind preacher. Blind preacher, yes. <coughs> there, it, well, go ahead. Next day, the same guys on TV saying they're breeding the poor for slavery. Basically, like, they are trying to control the poor as their slaves. And then Nada, we're called Nada now. Which is Roddy Piper. He sees the whole church thing going down. He knows something's up. So he sneaks into the church. And when he walks in, he can hear singing. And he gets in there. It's a recorder. Yeah, it's like playing from a boombox. Yeah, and then he sees... (coughs) He sees the Colonel Sanders figure and a bunch of other guys talking about how they need to get more widespread they're not getting the word out far enough no one's hearing it yeah there's like a like a laboratory in there and you yeah. can see it's not they have a bunch of like broad like quest, broadcast yeah. equipment yeah you see it's a little like a hidden compartment or, or are, you, are you getting to that point I suppose well yeah I don't know he like bumps into something yeah so he's like trying to listen in on them and then he kind of like bumps and finds that there's a hidden compartment and they got a box yeah of stuff in there but he um is worried that they hurt him so he hurries up and puts the cover back on and takes off yeah but he runs into the blind preacher yep and the blind preacher kind of feels his face but it doesn't really matter the preacher's like you'll be back i know you'll be back yep so he seeks out, he gets these binoculars from some other homeless guy and just stares at the church the whole time. And meanwhile, Frank over here is watching him, his buddy. Again, Frank's a guy, he's like, you know, don't ruffle any feathers, just... Keep to yourself. Yeah, yep, yep. So you can tell he's getting all kinds of... He, he's, he's... It doesn't take much to get Frank going, I'll tell you that. Well, Frank doesn't want to lose his job, basically. He's like, yeah. I got a good job, don't fuck this up. Yeah, so Frank leaves and George is not George Nada stares at the church with the binoculars until it's nighttime. And all of a sudden, he hears a helicopter and he looks up and there's a helicopter with a gunman sitting out. Like, it looks like he's pointing at him. Yeah, I don't know. I don't think he was, but anyways, people from the church all just start bailing out and running. Driving off. Then a bunch of cops show up. And they just start like. Rampaging the whole homeless camp. They charge the church. 
So well, no, they're yeah. I was gonna say this isn't the one where they take the whole camp down because that's at night. This is the one during the day, right? Well, no, this is during the day. He gets the binoculars and he's yeah. looking at it. And Frank's like, "Whatever, dude, do your own thing." And then it cuts to it, and he's still looking at it at night. Oh yeah, and yeah. then that's when the helicopter yep. comes, and then all the cops come, and everybody from the church just starts bailing out. Running and then like a bunch of like bulldozers and backhoes just like taking down this homeless camp. Everybody's running. Our main character Rowdy Piper is running. Uh, he he runs through an alleyway. Sees the police beating the preacher and the guy and the Colonel Sanders. I think. They got the preacher and yeah. Colonel Sanders cornered. And he keeps running. He finds, like, a scared kid, like, huddled in a corner. It takes him to an abandoned house. They escape the police. Yeah, they're just, like, bulldozing and taking everything down at this po- point. And a bunch of shit goes down. And then the next day, he... <coughs> he sneaks back into the church and goes against that box that he found in that hidden crawl space. Yeah, yep. So they, they went through the church. They ransacked it. But, yeah, he did go back in, and they did not find <coughs> that secret, the layout box. But then he takes it to an alleyway. He looks in it, and it's a bunch of sunglasses. Like, Which is weird because, like, he went from that camp, which is in the middle of nowhere, and he... To me, it looked like he he ran like fucking five miles into like downtown Los Angeles, but yeah, there's there's a couple. <coughs> so for this is the first time reason. Yeah. So this is the first time watch for you. Um, did you know anything about this movie before watching it? No, no idea. I thought it was. Did you even know what it was about? I just from the cover, I thought it was just aliens. Okay. So yeah. Okay. So yeah, he goes. He's got the sunglasses. Uh, he opens a box up and he's like disappointed. It's like, yeah, it does me some cool secret things, just sunglasses. And then he takes one pair, hides the rest back in like a trash can. He has this pair, he's walking around, he puts them on and he starts seeing like uh, all these billboards around that are like, <coughs> they're not Nike ads, but they're like a, just ads that you marketing like yeah. yeah like billboards <coughs> and they look like a regular ad once you put the glasses on it says it says a bunch of like subliminal so, yeah stuff. I was gonna say it's subliminal messages for the aliens basically it says obey marry and produce stuff like that stay asleep yeah basically a bunch of oppressive saints to control people yeah It's like uh, subliminal messages hitting behind consumerism yeah. and advertisement. And he puts a, he. It's pretty cool because he puts the glasses on. Everything's like black and white. Yeah, and he <laughs> takes them off, and it's like the regular world. And then he goes to a magazine saying he's looking through all these magazines, and they're all having all these like oppressive sayings on it. And all of a sudden, someone says something like, "You got a problem." And he has the glasses on. He looks up, and this guy has like a... I don't know how you describe the face. Like a rotten human face. It's its like a zombie, except um, 
like the eyes. It's like eyes with no eyelids. Yeah. It's like a it's rotten like, zombie like a face, but he got really yeah, big eyes. Yeah. And he's just kind of confused looking at this guy. I mean, he looks at the other guys, and they don't have that face. Only that one guy does. And this guy kind of seems like a prick. So, like, rich asshole, huh? So then he walks around the city with the glasses on, and he keeps seeing all these faces. But it only seems to be on the rich people. Yeah. Like the lady ordering her maids around or whatever. Mm-hmm. <laughs> the businessman guy at the newsstand. Yes. And then he goes to like a grocery, grocery store, store and he runs into a rich old lady. He yeah, says she's funny. fucking ugly. <laughs> yeah. It's like, <laughs> that's pretty good. Then he, he just like keeps insulting <coughs> how ugly these people's faces are. But then they're like. Put these on. Not or take these off, not that bad. Put these on. It's just you're an ugly bitch. Yeah. <laughs> and then and then all the people with the weird faces when he has the sunglasses on start talking into their watches like this guy's noticing us. He can, they can see, he can see us. And then they're kinda start to like slowly walk after him. And instead of like just running, he just like keeps going around the city making fun of these people, which I thought it was hilarious yeah, how was he goofy. how he insulted them, which he I think he's like a he's a lovable idiot like he's yeah. a dumbass dude what are you doing he's a dumbass but he just keeps insulting these people and then he gets cornered in an alleyway with two cops which they are the they both yeah both he, of them are aliens okay yeah the they are aliens yep. let's just say it. Which he can only see the glasses on. So he knows they're the they, the aliens. And they kind of corner him. And he's like, okay, like, pretends to give up. And grabs one of their guns and shoots them both. And then he... Which, at this point, like, if you if you put yourself in his shoes, you know, knowing what normal people know, you're like, oh my god, there's a cop killer on the loose. Right. You but know, he's just a dumbass. <laughs> yeah, which... So he doesn't is, even think about yeah, it. Yeah, yeah. But I think I like that about this. I think it's funny. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's... It's yeah, it's, it's kind of silly, for sure. It's definitely silly. Okay, but then he goes, takes their guns, takes all their guns from their cars. Grabs a shotgun out of the car. You know. A couple shotguns. Goes to the bank. Well, he's, like, randomly wanting to... Yeah, like you say, a lovable idiot. Like, he's... You, you, he doesn't see where he's going. Like he's so worried about behind him. He backs into this place and he turns around, and he and it's a bank. And then he's just standing there. And that's where he gives a line: "I've come to chew bubble gum and kick ass, and I'm all out of bubble gum." Right. He doesn't realize like all these people are after you now, yeah. but he just doesn't even care or right. doesn't realize it. But yeah, I can't. I've come here to chew bubble gum and what did he say? Kick ass. And I'm all out of bubblegum. Yeah, and I'm all out of bubblegum, which is uh, <coughs> also a line from Days and Confused. Well, this movie was way before Days and Confused. I know. Days and Confused like, came here to drink beer and kick ass, and I'm just about all out of beer. Yeah. Uh, That's McConaughey. <laughs> so then he starts killing all the people in the bank that he can see have the weird face. Just the, alien, just the aliens, yeah. Yeah, which he can see with his glasses on, but... 
The regular people don't know that. They just think he's some terrorist yep. shooting random people. And then one of the aliens he sees is calling him in, like, we got a white guy, blonde hair, wearing glasses. And he says, Mama don't like no tattletales. <laughs> so then he's about to shoot this guy, shoot this alien. And the alien just, like, disappears. <laughs> and this movie is fucking full of these one-liners. Oh, yeah. I this is where, like, that, those, like, you know, the 90s, like, Schwarzenegger movies, you know, where... Duke Nukem, but... Yeah, yeah, I mean, like, you kill someone and you <laughs> give a really <laughs> shitty, cheesy line. And they all have the fucking, uh, the feathered hair, like, lethal weapon hair. Yeah, yeah, I mean, it looks like a freaking a woman. <laughs> it's... <laughs> I mean, it really did. I love that. I love this. Okay. Then he runs out of the bank and runs into a cop. He sets his glasses on. And this cop, we can see, is not one of the aliens. He's just a regular cop. So he just tells the cop to run away. He says, beat feet or something like that. Yeah, disarms him. Beat your feet. (laughs) Okay, then he carjacks a chick. It's... Her name is Holly in the movie, which is Megan Foster, the actress. Well, he runs into, like, a parking garage. Yeah. And carjacks her and says, bring me back to your house. He tries to tell her that there are strange people controlling the world that you can only see with glasses. And she's like, you're fucking crazy. (laughs) Which any of us will. And he cannot get anyone else to put the glasses (laughs) on. Well, this is bullshit in this part, too. So, yeah, she gets out of the parking garage, and all these cop cars are flying by, and he's trying to explain to her what, yeah, you're going to seem crazy. And he's trying to get her to put the glasses on. And she said something like, well, if I put the glasses on, I'll just see what you want me to see. Yeah. Fucking bolt. No, that's not true. Like, she just put them on. She was just, she was saying she was going to see whatever. She was going to say Whatever yeah. he wanted her to say. Yeah, yeah. Like, I'll see what you want me to see, basically. Or, yeah. Yeah. But she doesn't believe him, but she kind of, like, is playing nice because he has guns and stuff at his house. And then he fucking... Yeah. <laughs> she gets him close to her, like, second-star window, and... She knocks him over the head and throws him out of the glass. As much as I love Rowdy Roddy Piper, he is such a bad actor. He yeah. was so terrible. I don't like think he he's gets supposed there to be and he's good, like though. acting all like just exhausted and and whatever. Um, you know, like half falling asleep on her floor. But yeah, then he gets over to the second story window and she just fucking Launches him. Takes up or whatever. She was drinking some wine or something, wasn't she? Yeah. Smashes him over the head. And it wasn't even just a second story window. They're like up on a hill. Dude, so yeah. It was like three or four stories down that he fell. Luckily, and it was like on a hill, so maybe he just start rolling. I don't know. But he, he limps out, hides underneath the overpass, and she's not like phased at all. She's not nervous. The entire time, she was no. never phased. Which I never, I don't know if it's bad acting by her or if that was like how <coughs> her character is well it plays into the ending it does so he runs and hides underneath an overpass and she's calmly calling the cops oh no I'm fine I'm fine yeah yeah 
then the next day, he sneaks on to his old construction job, finds Frank, which is Keith. David. I keep wanting to say Richards. Uh, and Keith and Frank's just like, get the fuck out of here, dude. You're all over the news for killing yeah. all those people in that bank. Like, I can't be seen with you. She's like, whatever. So then he goes, he left his glasses there at um, Holly's house. So he goes back yeah, to yeah. find his old, the stack of glasses and they're not there. And he sees a garbage truck pulling on. So he runs, jumps in the garbage truck. Yeah, because he like hit, the, he, he cracked the box open in an alley and he like put the box in the trash can. Just, yeah, yeah just like in a bunch of trash. And man, if that wasn't the cleanest fucking, uh, trash truck you've ever seen huh dude just (laughs) so he he runs jumps in the garbage truck finds the box and then for some reason it just stops and dumps all the trash out yeah yeah like i don't know why he's just dumping the trash out but he gets dumped out too and then all of a sudden for some reason, Frank is there. Yeah, he just shows up. <laughs> I didn't know where he knew that yeah, Roddy just, Piper was going to be here. It, it, was, it was funny because, like, earlier in the movie, um, when he was like, oh, you know, that, that foreman was all gruff with them. You can't sleep here. Like, he knew he was a drifter kind of thing. Yeah. <clears throat> and Frank was actually being kind of cool and was like, hey, you need a place to stay. And then he didn't even say anything. It was kind of a awkward scene. And then he, you know, Frank's like, whatever. So Frank just starts walking. And then like a creeper, you know, he looked like a freaking, you know, 90s mom with that flow going on in the back. <laughs> N- Naya starts following Frank. Frank's like, what are you doing following me? And then he said something like, well, or, he, he gave some kind of line. He's like, well, I'm not going to tell you if I don't know who you are kind of thing. So they made it sound like it was like a long walk back to this camp. And then who, how far was the camp from the job site? You know what I'm saying? So it yeah. doesn't make sense. Like, I'll fucking frank is like you know the batman of detectives or some shit out there tracking them down no idea it was kind of funny he just showed up and he's like oh hey i have your one week's paychecks i just knew you're gonna be in this random alleyway at this time after you get dumped out of a garbage truck yeah yeah so he followed him all the way there to give him his uh week's worth of pay and then uh rowdy piper Tries to get Frank to put on these glasses. He's like, oh, fuck you. I'm not putting those glasses on. No. I don't want to see you again. And then they had like a... Like a, like a it was literally a five and a half minute fight. Dude, at least a long ass fight. There was a yeah. bunch of like low blows, like hitting each other in the yep. balls. Yep. Pretend they're not fighting. And then all that of a sudden... That was a legit <laughs> fight scene though. For real. I was like, it's so hard. <laughs> <laughs> It was it was a legit fight scene for real. They it took them three weeks to um, three weeks to choreograph that fight, and it was only supposed to be like a thirty second fight in the movie. And John Carpenter just let him go at it, and they ad libbed a lot of it. Every time you thought it was done, it's like, all right, I win. Nope, and then he goes after him again. Like it keeps going on and on. I'm not going to lie, I was laughing my ass off. But it did have me a little bit suspense because Frank would not put in those glasses. And I yep. thought, I keep thought he was going to walk away without getting those glasses on. See, that's why I, lo- See, I always rip on you for not watching these movies, but that's why I love picking these movies you haven't seen because it's like cool to see 
you know someone's perspective that's seen a bunch <laughs> of movies up there so it's it's i'm, I'm kind of glad that yeah you haven't seen a lot of them okay so they fight forever <laughs> it's almost it's it's they finish the fight like four times before finally rowdy tackles frank <laughs> No, first Rowdy says, you're going to eat that garbage can if you don't put these on. Yeah. And then Frank beats the shit out of him at first. Yeah, it was pretty cool because, like, there was, like, three times or so, at least, that you thought the fight was over. Yeah. And they would just fucking keep going and going and going. That was pretty good. It was hilarious. But eventually, Rowdy tackles him, knocks him out, I think. Like, kind of subdues yeah. him and forces the glasses on him. And then Frank finally... Wears the glasses and sees what Rowdy's talking about. <coughs> I think as soon as he puts them on, one of those like drones fly overhead or something. Something like yeah. that. And then there's like a bunch of signs around them that yeah. change. And I was like, okay, now we got two lovable idiots set out to save the world. Frank was a lot more level-headed, though. He was and he wasn't, though. He's, yeah. he's just as dumb yeah. when he's fighting him. <laughs> So now they're both in on it, and they go to a motel and rent a room, and they kind of have like a heart-to-heart, I don't know. The, the next day, Frank goes out wearing those glasses, and they run into one of the guys from the old church. And the guy tells Frank about some secret meeting that they're having. Yep. About this underground society that knows about <coughs> about the aliens, and they all have sunglasses. So they go to this meeting, and when they get there, like, oh, you don't need those glasses. Here are these eye contacts. So then they get the eye contacts. Yep. The contact lenses. Because if they wore the glasses too long, it would do something where they get like really bad headaches or something. Yeah, like and they kind of go so. crazy. So, but. It, I think basically it was an excuse so they don't have to wear the glasses the rest of the movie. Yeah, yeah. And they get to the secret meeting. And at the meeting, they're starting to learn kind of what's going on. Uh, Gilbert, the guy from the church, explains that even the cops that are human just think that they're an underground terrorist communist group so that's why yeah. all the cops are after them yeah because they they i mean there's still tons and tons of people that are not aliens yet yes so um and that kind of brings me to the next part too i mean are the aliens just kind of like moving in or are they killing off the humans or are they you know what i'm saying are they like turning them into well, they explain they, it do they? Later. Okay, maybe I missed... missed okay. Uh, so, <coughs> they also explains that some some humans are, like, selling out for... Yes, that, that, that comes... Richness. Yeah, there, that comes into play really big here in a little bit. Oh, no. Right here is what they said. The, what they're doing is they go from planet to planet and use up their resources. Yes, the aliens do. move on to the next one. So that's why aliens are there. Okay, but it doesn't... Yeah, but I meant as far as like with the... Well, because later in the movie, they say by 2025, they plan to achieve total dominance of Earth. Like 
suck a ball of resources, I assume. That's how that matters. Oh, yeah, I guess. I was confused with that because, like, towards the end of the movie, you know, that one, I mean, we're jumping ahead a little bit here, but that one guy is like, yeah, by 2025, we'll have, I think they literally said, we'll have total dominance on the Earth. So I didn't know well, if I uh, was going to take that as far as, like, they're going to take all the humans that aren't conforming. No, what they have um, right now is they're dominating America. Yeah. And they're slowly breaching out. So okay. eventually they're going to be in control of all governments in all countries. Yeah, so I, didn't, I wasn't sure if that was, like, anybody that's not an alien or that's non-conforming is going to be killed or wiped out or what. But <coughs> I got gotcha. you. Okay, so at this meeting, they get those secret watches, which is like, oh, all those rich people wearing those nice watches, those are all radios, basically, so they can talk to each other. So they get a few of those, a couple of those, and they get some, like, big-ass machine guns. Yeah. For some reason, Going it's hilarious. They just kind of walking around with us. <coughs> Grenades. They got a little bit of yeah. And then they have some radio signal going out, which is why everyone sees these aliens as humans. And they need to find this radio signal and take it out so humans will see the aliens as who they are. Then, Which I was wondering with that, too. Like, does the power never go out or anything? Is that satellite never... I don't know. Yeah, dude. whatever. It's Reading too much it's into it. It's the 80s. Reading too much into it. <laughs> so this is in the, middle, in the middle of the secret meeting, and all of a sudden, Holly shows up out of nowhere. And they think this uh, signal is coming from this cable station. Holly comes in and is like, no, it's not from there. I work there. It's got to be from somewhere else. So, yeah, you see Holly show up, and it's because... What you said earlier was that when he when she knocked him out, he dropped his sunglasses. So yes. you're thinking, oh, she, she grabbed his sunglasses yeah, yeah. and put them on. Exactly. <coughs> exactly. And this, honestly, this this twist got me. I did not see it coming. Yeah. I, uh, so then Holly goes up to our main character, Rowdy Piper. And she's, like, starting to apologize. All of a sudden, there's a big explosion. And a huge, like, SWAT team comes in and just starts, like, mowing down everybody in there. Yeah, they wiped out a bunch of that resistance. Ho- that. Holly gets separated, but Rowdy Piper and Frank are together. And they take out a bunch of them without ever looking down the sights of the gun. Well, yeah. I don't what it is about 80s movies. Shooting like they can, like, Holocaust style. They can just shoot from the hip. Yeah. Roddy Piper shoots with one hand. With the, Have you ever shot like a fully auto? auto? Yes. Have, can you shoot it with one hand? Um, a... Maybe some like submachine guns. Maybe like can, a Mac Yeah, they, they rise they rise on you pretty good. He's shooting like an M4 or something with one hand. No, he was shooting uh, some kind of, it was like an it, 8mm or something. It was a longer machine gun, I yeah. think. But, he, but it doesn't work that way, trust me. Yeah, I shot handguns. I had to hold the two hands. Yeah. Regardless, I just found it. Oh, it's very unrealistic. It, I, I thought it was comedy. So they take them out and then they get cornered in this alleyway. Then one of their watches malfunctions and like this little portal opens in the back of the alleyway. And they get. And it's weird. It's like a 
<laughs> like a sewer hole opens up underneath them or something. Yeah, and they have like so long to jump into it. Like, you have 10 seconds to jump in this hole. So they jump down in there and they go into this like underground hallway thing yeah it's weird it it's weird it like um yeah it's like underground tunnels or something right underneath where they were it leads right to where they got to go kind of yeah so they're like walking down they sneak past a couple guards and some of the guards are like they're spying on the guards and the guards say oh yes we killed the resistance and the guards are cheering like literally they are the resistance and then they stumble into like this banquet hall where which was really fucking weird all these aliens are like patting themselves on the back aliens and uh sympathizers i would say like human sympathizers this is where part of the other part of the twist comes in it's like oh what the which is ironic because we had the grammys last night so yeah you got all these bunch of fucking (laughs) politicized yuppies in there that's a good comparison. <laughs> <laughs> they just walk in all like dirty and like yeah jeans and stuff, wearing their flannel button ups. No one takes notice. Oh, you guys got the memo too, huh? Their boss walks out. Right, that was their boss. I think so. Yeah. And he's like, I was, oh. trying to, I was like, God, is that? Yeah, I was like, that's her boss, wasn't it? I didn't know they turned to you guys too. All right, nice to see you guys here. Like, no one even fucking. Thinks that they're yeah on the opposite. Oh, side. you guys should have dressed up for the party. Yeah, he's like, let me show you around. So then they go. Show he shows them around. First thing we see is like a a room with like a transporter in it. So yeah, this, that was cool as fuck. So they can travel from like planet to planet yep. in this transportation room, which it was pretty cool. Like he did, we just see people like, all right, you're next on the pod. And like random people step on the pod and just whoop, yep wherever you want to go. And this part totally worked with this guy because you could tell he's he's completely got that personality where he's just like wanting to show off and wanting to show a status and yes, like, you know I'll show you around. Let me let me show you what we got going on. He's one of those guys that would sell yeah. out for the status. Oh, com- totally. Uh, then. I think the next is to go to the studio. Studio, I think, yeah. Yeah, so we're seeing like back scenes of a <coughs> of a news studio where the news people are given the news. So you control the media, you control the people type of thing. That's what's going on. And there's a couple armed guards there that are aliens. He's like, oh. They, they sweet talk their boss and try to let him into the studio. It's like, yeah, these guys are my buds. I'm sure I can get you in there. And then he sweet talks them and then they just shoot the guards anyways. Yeah. And then they try to hold their, their boss hostage and then he like... They look away for one second and... He's like, you don't understand. Like, you should join us. It's so much better if you just join us. Yeah, and then he hits his watch and just disappears. And I don't know if we ever see him again. No. 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 Okay, so then they go in and then they just start shooting fucking everybody <coughs> inside this new studio. Yep. Not everybody. All the aliens, aliens. that they can see because they have that contact lenses. And you can kind of tell that in this part that they're not all the sympathizers. Like, there are... 
Just regular people working there. And this is where Holly works from before. So they go through the offices looking for Holly and trying to get to the roof to kill the radio signal. And they run through fucking hallways and office buildings, mowing down aliens. Finally, they find Holly. And shooting down people finally get to the roof and this the most fucked up thing happens yeah on the steps <sighs> on a left field right out of left field uh, you so run into Holly and they're all like oh we found you you know come with us thank god yes and then right when they get to the top on the roof Rowdy Piper's out in front then it's Frank and then it's Holly and then all of a sudden, Holly pulls out a gun and just fucking shoots Frank. Right in his, right in the side of his head. What the fuck, Holly? Frank's yeah. such a... Lovable idiot. I was hoping... Okay, Wife so... Wife two kids back home. He's just trying to be good and do good. And yes. <coughs> so Rowdy's out there. finds, like, this <coughs> the satellite that projects the radio signal that... To block... F- that blocks humans, yeah, yeah, so we can't see them as aliens. And he's like, Frank, Holly, you guys with me? And he turns around, or no, Holly's like, I am. And he turns around, and Holly's pointing a gun at him. Oh, and God she's damn, like, drop it. It's like, fuck it, Holly. It's so you never trust a woman. True that. <laughs> no, 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 that's not true. But uh, That is true. Then a helicopter is kind of floating above him with like gunmen, and all he's like, "Just drop the gun. It's over. It's over." So then Rowdy Piper is like, "All right, drops the gun," and then he we see him slowly sneak a gun out of his shirt sleeve. Yeah, he's got this tiny little guy hiding in there. And then the the helicopter people be like, "You have ten seconds to drop the gun," and he pulls out the gun, shoots Holly, turns around. And while the helicopter's trying to adjust to get a good angle on him, he's just like, fuck it. And he shoots the... Satellite beam or whatever. Satellite, it blows up, and he gets lit up by the helicopter people. Yep. And dies. I think he dies. I mean, we don't really see. And then it cuts to all these scenes across the world, or across the country, and it's like, all the news people talking are all aliens. The best part was as a critic, a movie critic, is an alien. He's like, yeah. Oh, I got to Hold on. He said something about John Carpenter and it's like, George Romero. It's like these horror directors need to learn how to stay in their line. Uh, George Romero and John Carpenter are just disrespectful. Yeah. All they care about is sex and violence and, like, and then the best part is is you see some cut to hot ne- chick next scene just tits up close <laughs> you're gonna see your, your boobs some hot chick riding some dude and she looks down and it's an alien <laughs> boom end sequence in in the movie yeah and well all, all the humans like there's like an alien at the bar so all the humans are starting to see the aliens yeah too so they're like starting to turn on them but that's hilarious. So that was like a big like fuck you to censorship from John Carpenter. That was pretty funny. 
Yeah, that's the end. And that was it. That was it. I've seen this movie a ton of times in the best... I mean, it's hard to describe this movie other than it's, like, super fun. Whenever this movie's on TV, I can, like, hop, pop it on and, and have it on in the background because it's just a really, really fun movie. The biggest complaints I have from this, and I really don't even care about the political part or aspect of it, and it's probably because I liked this movie before. <coughs> I was old enough to realize what was going on. But the biggest complaint I have is this movie was too short. I mean, this movie clocked in under 90 minutes, and it just, like, I mean, I feel like it would have benefited from some backstory. I mean, the movie starts, and you get some random dude. You don't learn anything from this guy. You don't even know his name other than he used to work in Denver, and he said the jobs dried up, and then he's out here randomly stumbles. I mean, if you think about it, the whole storyline and sequence of events and the plot like nothing really comes together or matches up which doesn't really matter because it it's a kind of movie where it's still very enjoyable without that but i really think that if they would have put some kind of backstory or something a little bit more would i i think would have benefited from this one i just feel like there is a lot of material here that could have been you know further explored I don't think it was supposed to ever take itself seriously it's like <coughs> I think this entire movie is a big F you from John yeah. Carpenter yeah but it was it was I mean even if that's all it was it worked pretty damn well yeah because it was a fun movie it was not no it wasn't scary at all no Maybe when you first kind of see the alien. When I was a when I was a young, young, young kid, it was kind of like creepy, but it wasn't like scary, like you know, yeah. losing sleep at night kind of thing. But it was, you know, absolutely whatever. So, but what are your overall uh, uh, thoughts on this? I like I love this movie. I, thought I laughed a lot yeah. at it, but. It should not be advertised as horror, I don't think. What would you advertise it as, then? Uh, I guess I'll... Probably comedy... Uh, I don't want to say comedy horror. It is horror, but it's not... I don't want anyone to go into this movie thinking it's going to be scary. Yeah, it's not. I enjoyed this movie. <laughs> it's not horror in what your mom considers horror. If that makes sense. Uh, it's not horror what your, you know, uncle considers horror kind of thing. If if you're a horror fan, you'll appreciate what it does absolutely. and what it is. But it's not a traditional quote-unquote horror yes. movie. If you're a horror fan, you will like this movie, yeah. but you will not be scared. No. No, it does. I mean, there it really is lacking, and I thought about this before too. I mean, it really is lacking in a lot of those elements of horror because it's it's not scary. There's there's really no gore. Um, you know, there there there's it, it does have suspenseful moments, and um, I mean, it, it's kind of a, a I don't think a it's thriller ever intended to be a. <coughs> 
scary horror. No. It's intended to be a fuck you. I will say that I think this movie could greatly benefit from uh, a remake. Not a re... Not not like a... Well, maybe more like a reimagining. Yeah. I'd like to see somebody go back to source material and just redo the entire thing. They can do that right now. Yes. This political climate. Yes. Well, fuck the political stuff. Leave that shit out of it. Just give me a fucking entertaining movie. Yeah. But I, I really think that that I think this movie would be actually better suited for a reimagining from source material than just like a remake, yeah, you know, or a reboot or something like that. Because there's there's so much more that you could do, you know, with an idea like this. So they could. I do love our lovable idiots as our no, lovable idiots. That's right. As <coughs> a lot of times, the horror movies they try to sell the main character as somewhat smart we're supposed to believe they're smart but they make bad decisions and i don't think we're ever supposed to believe these guys are smart no but all right what'd you get this i gave this an 8.75 nice i got 8.5 i like i said I, I literally this movie is is just fun i i'm really weird when it comes to movies where most movies if it's in the middle of a movie i will not start it because I have to go from beginning to end just in case there's something I've missed. So unless it's a movie I've seen a thousand times or a movie like this where it's just a fun movie that you can start and pick up and enjoy, um, you know, I will not do it. But this is one of those rare instances where if I see this playing on like AMC or something like that, I'll throw this on for sure. Yeah, I, I avoided this movie for a long <coughs> time because of the cover art. Yeah. But Roddy Roddy Piper tipping his glasses down. Yes. Yep. But it was. I'll definitely watch this again. Yeah. No, it was a great movie. So I'll write that down. So Boss Tuna gave this an eight point seven five. Drunk Darius gave this an eight point five. And obviously, we want to stress it's not scary, but it's definitely fun. No, it's not. It's definitely not a horror movie in the sense of uh, horrific. <clears throat> yeah. But all right. In your standard definition, so. Break time. All right. One more break and get back to it. All right. That was. A movie. They Live. They Pretty live. good movie. I'm, I'm glad that you finally got to see it. And I'm glad you. <coughs> excuse me. Rated it as high, as high as you did. Yeah. I'm glad you liked it. I. I'm a little upset I put it off so long, but... Yep. But hey, it was awesome part. that we were able to watch it for our show. So that brings us to the part of the show where we talk about some movies that we've seen lately called Shotgun Reviews. Shotgun. God, that's some high-level sound effects we got going. That's a real shotgun, too. <laughs> um... So, a little spoiler alert for what we're doing for next week's episode. Um, next week's episode is going to be a little bit different. We'll talk about that later, I guess. But I have seen probably, since the last time we recorded, I'll bet I've seen 30 or so movies. And it was weird because the last episode we did was our year-end episode. And I told myself, um, <coughs> you know, the last couple months, few months of the year, I put off a lot of movies I wanted to watch. Yeah. Because I've been trying to put in, you know, 
you know, I wanted to see plenty of 2018 movies in order to, you know, give everybody a decent, you know, you don't want to put out a top show of 2018 if you've seen, you know, 30 movies. So uh, that means a lot of movies outside of horror got sacrificed. So my idea was, you know, I'm not going to watch any horror for a while. I'm going to go and catch up. And I did the exact opposite. I watched probably another 30 to 35 movies. And I would say almost all of them except like four or five were horror. So, and they're all 2018 too, by the way. Like I've got a weird personality where... I guess if you play video games, it's called being a completionist. So when I play video games, I have to like 100% them kind of thing, which sucks because you spend a lot of time. So now I'm like battling with myself like, hey, I should go back and watch old movies and then I'll scroll through 2018s. And I'm getting to the point now where I'm like putting myself through hell watching movies that don't deserve to be. But anyways, I'm rambling. (coughs) I do have... um, so anyways, out of all the movies I've seen, um, there were about four that were not 2018, and I will just give you those four. And the first one actually is going to sound familiar, uh, Mr. Drunk Darius, because you had wanted me to watch this. We had talked about this on one of our previous episodes, and that was called Hidden. You remember that movie? Oh, yeah, yeah. Yep. I haven't seen it forever. Yep, that's a 2015 movie. It's got who is the main actor in it? It's the big Swedes. Skarsgård. Stellan or not? Is it Stellan? Skarsgård. Yeah, Alexander Skarsgård. Yeah. Okay, because Stellan is his dad. Yeah, so Alexander Skarsgård. <coughs> I guess you could call it an infection movie. It was the movie overall had a really cool concept it was kind of slow at times it was slow but, but the end payoff was that's what i was i don't remember a bunch but i remember the ending it was definitely like what yeah <laughs> it's a 2015 movie clocks in 84 minutes rated r i gave it a six and a half and that was mostly because of the ending i mean there's yeah. a lot of the movie that was really slow and it kind of was building up to you know to the because i mean you start watching, you're like, what's the point of this? Where is it going kind of thing? And then it did have an awesome twist uh, at the end. Would that was way awesome. to a quiet place a little bit? Um, No. They're not really trapped in a bunker. The, the, bunker. I was going to say, the only aspects of a quiet place was, you know. You got to stay quiet. Yeah, but also the whole thing of... Um, you're in a place and you don't want other people or things to know that you're there. So, yeah. I mean, it was similar in that respect, I guess. <clears throat> but it's definitely a good movie. I, um, it is. Six and a half might be a little bit low, I guess, now that I think about it. Um, I haven't but seen I it forever. It. I remember the ending is the one thing that stuck with me. It was like, yeah. I mean, the ending was, was really, really good. Um, <clears throat> but I really do think that might be the best part of the movie. So that's why I'm coming in at six and a half. Yeah. So it's definitely worth checking out for sure. I mean, I would, I would, if you haven't seen, I would, I would recommend it. And I actually should, I don't know. I don't want to bump it up to a seven, but it, it, no, it's pretty you close. stick with it. It's, it's worth a watch. It, it is. It's definitely worth a watch for sure. Uh, the next one I have is scroll down here. It's called dead shack. This one's 2017. I don't know if some people did include this on 2018 uh, because of the it didn't have a wide release. But this was actually a really fun movie. 
And oh, I don't even want to give it much give it much away. This this is this movie had comedy elements in it that worked phenomenally. What's it called? Dead Shack. Okay. Yep. Um, it is a zombie movie. I can say that without giving it away, but it is not a typical zombie movie. <coughs> and it's got uh, the only actor that anyone would recognize or know is you've seen um, Dumb and Dumber, right? Yes. You know, the hot red-haired girl in Dumb and Dumber? Yeah. Mary or whatever, she's in this. Okay. Otherwise, it's got some young kids and it's got uh, a guy. But the comedy in this worked better than probably this. This this worked better than any comedy movie in the last couple of years. Probably it was awesome. The dad in this is the best fucking character probably I've seen in a long time. But it was hilarious. All right, uh, that I gave, I gave that a seven and a half. It's like a lower budget movie. <laughs> it is, but uh, it's done really well and you can't tell. Okay. So, but yeah, it's 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 an indie low budget movie. But man, the the character of the dad and his girlfriend alone make it worth it. it. It was it was really good. So seven and a half, and that's it's it's a true. I'd call this a true horror comedy, rather than comedy horrors. Okay, it's pretty good. Check it out. Seven and a half. I like that. Wait, what year is that? Twenty seventeen. It's rated R. Okay, eighty five minutes, so it's not a long movie. Is it my turn yet? Mm-hmm. You said you got what? One? Uh, Two? Have you seen uh, Cold Skin? Yes. Are we counting that's 2018? That's 2018. Okay. Never mind. Uh, my one is just the Ted Bundy tapes. And that's a 2019 one, right? I think so. It doesn't matter. It's, it's a, it is 2019, but it's a Netflix documentary. That's not the one with Zac Efron, is it? No, it's a documentary. Oh, oh documentary. Oh, okay. It, uh, I love true crime, so I know a lot about Ted Bundy. But in this ep- this show, they show a lot of, like, the bodies and stuff. Yeah. It's gruesome, and it really makes it more realistic. I know they get a lot of hate for, like... Uh, Making Ted Bunny look like better than he actually is, I think. But as I talked about before, it's any of us could have fallen for his trap. Like he was, I don't know. He was a a charming. He was a charmer. Good at what he did. Let's face it, he's a charmer, and I think that that's a (coughs) that's something to say about the victims, like. There weren't stupid people. Like, any of us could fall for his little charm. Yeah. But it's it's very gruesome. I would say it would have been like a 10-bar episode instead of three. But it was good. It was good. Yeah, definitely worth checking out. It's, it's, very, it's very scary. It's very real life. Like, yeah. this really happened. It's worth checking out. It's just, I wish it was longer because they skipped over a bunch, I think. You know, Ted Bundy once saved the kid from drowning. No. Hey, Johnson and saved the kid. He he used to work at a suicide hotline. Really? Yeah. 
See, I don't know much about Ted Bundy. The the main book that is known about him is from his co-worker that worked at the suicide hotline with him. And he, she said that he'd walk her out to his car every night. It's like, you don't know about the scary people out here and everything. Oh, my God. And he was the scariest person right. out there. But, yeah, it's, it's a good... It's a good documentary but they, I feel like they could have added so much more yeah. maybe we'll see the Zac Efron movie but who knows alright uh, the next one I have is called Phoenix Forgotten I watched this because it was a found footage film that was recommended I've seen this I think yeah 2017 um, it's the movie is a documentary style found footage from like the 90s kind of thing yeah. Where this girl is going back trying to find her brother that disappeared. Yeah, so... Uh, alien abduction deal. There was a thing in the 90s where these lights were... It was, yeah, it was based on Phoenix, Arizona. Arizona yes. You can look it up on yep. YouTube, you'll see these weird lights. <laughs> yeah, so over was, Phoenix. Yes. But it... I don't know. Most people say it was like some kind of military... Yep experiment who knows but they made a movie on it so they yeah. made it so it looked like it was realistic it was pretty good i i i i liked it um i don't know i mean it is what it is i mean it's exactly what we talked about is what you're getting into six and a half um worth checking out i mean it's a pretty solid found footage movie for sure i do love found footage and I it does do a good aliens. and it does a good job as far as is you know, trying to make you think that it's realistic and whatever, so. All right. But, yeah, it's worth checking out. It's a good movie. The last one I have is called Resident Evil Vendetta. <coughs> I found this scrolling through movies, trying to find ones that I'd maybe forgotten. Uh, this one's a 2017 release. The only reason I watched this, for one thing, it's, uh, I don't know what you'd call it. It's not animated. It's a CGI movie, so it's like, computer generated whatever the whole movie the is? whole movie yeah so it's like an it's not an anime or cartoon but it's just like cgi yeah but it's anything zombies especially resident evil i'm gonna watch um there was another one actually that was a few years older older that was pretty good but this one was meh i gave it a six out of ten um if you're a fan of the resident evil series this is a must see because it does you know have story elements into it and if you like zombies, that's a pretty decent zombie movie. But it is fucking animated or, or CGI, whatever you yeah. call it. So. They need to reboot that whole series or even do like a Halloween thing where just take the first one and forget the rest of them and make yeah, a sequel. If, yeah, the first one is quite a bit different. And the rest of them are more like action, which I do like all of them. They get that. Mila Jovovich. Mila Jovovich. Whatever. She's, Paul w. she's pretty badass. Yes. That is probably my overall favorite film franchise of all time. It's pretty good, but it's not... It's more action It's horror. very stylized action. Yes. yes. And you don't... And it you doesn't... You can't watch it thinking of plot holes and stuff. You gotta watch oh, it. Oh, yeah. And this is... It is... I mean, it's stylized action horror zombies. It's fun and it's badass. Yeah. Dude. yeah. And Mike Epps was in the second one. He was hilarious. I love Mike Epps. Yeah. No, I... Yes. I... That is one movie that I can watch and I'm not gonna pick apart because I love every one of those movies. 
Um, they're fun as yeah, they fuck. are. It's great, but it doesn't do. Those movies don't do the Resident Evil game. I, I'm not gonna say games because some of the games are fucking dog shit, but it doesn't do the first few games justice. The first, yeah, um, you know, the first I would say three games are really really good, and they do scare the shit out of you. What was the first one? Come on, like PS One. Yes, PlayStation. Actually, the first three were on PlayStation 1. Yeah. but Resident Evil, Resident Evil 2, and then Resident Evil Nemesis. I, I don't really know much, but there's like an attractive dude and an attractive girl, right? Running through, killing people. And the for No, the video game basically starts off with, uh, it's called Ra- Raccoon City, and there's a mansion that's disguised as like a laboratory Yeah, where they weaponize basically the zombie virus. Do you ever think <coughs> that movie is kind of mixed with uh, 13 Ghosts? Resident Evil? Yeah. I've actually never thought about The first that. one in 13 Ghosts. Never thought about that. We're like they're running through like that hall and those lasers come down and just yeah. slice everybody. I'd have to watch Thirteen Ghosts again, but see, that was one of those that might have been my top ten in the nineties. Yeah. So it came out in like two thousand one. I w- what year did Ghost Ship come out? Because the opening scene of Ghost Ship alone should have made. My I think list. it's early two thousand. You know what I'm talking about? The opening scene where. Everybody on the ship gets cut in half. Yes. That's fucking awesome. Those are all kind of in the same vein. I don't yeah, they know. Are. They I are. I don't know if they're connected, like, financially, or if they're all just seen yeah, off the same idea of the time. Yeah. 13 Ghosts is still a good movie. Mm-hmm. It's cheesy as fuck, but... Agree. Like, Agree. Okay. <laughs> what, uh, what do you got? That's it. That's it? That's it. All right. Time for second feature review. Our second feature review. Next up, we have 2000. I didn't even put the date down. Was it 2007? 30 Days of Night? I think it was 2007. I will double check. 2000 just, something. Just to be sure. It was 1987. Um, no. Okay. 2000 2007 okay so next up we have 2007's 30 days of night in my opinion a severely underrated vampire flick no one talks about it our third josh hartnett movie of the night fourth if you count the penny dreadful right yeah at least what's josh hartnett at now is he still doing penny dreadfuls uh he was until they stopped um I mean, they're done. Penny Dreadfell's season two years ago, I think they were done. <coughs> oh, excuse me. He's not a bad actor. Oh, he's great. He's a Minnesota boy. No, he's a terrible Local. actor. No, oh, shit. <laughs> so this is, uh, it's, it's 2007. It's rated R. It's kind of a long movie. This is damn near two hours, mm-hmm. but it doesn't seem like two hours. It, it's, it clips along at a good pace. It. It starts out with the horror element, and it keeps going. Yes. Yep. Like, it's not one of those, like, like I love Hereditary, but it's kind of, like, slow and dreadful until the yep. end, and then it goes horror. This movie starts off horror, and it goes horror the whole time. And the one thing I'll say about this movie, too, is that it's very, it's very succinct in that this movie, in my opinion, is perfect in length 
and it's perfect and wrapping. I mean, it's a tight knit, really tight ball of story that is not open ended. It's it's shut. It, I mean, it's 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 just closed shut. It's cut and dry. It starts out where it needs to. It ends where it needs to. Right. It's and no that's extra. It. Yeah, there's no fluff, but it also doesn't leave you wondering either. You know. No. I mean, maybe if you want to get detailed, you can say because you know some of the vampires uh, at the end took off and you didn't find out their fate. But it doesn't matter. I mean, this movie, I I I loved it for that. I gave it big props for that. Uh, But this was directed by David Slade, who is still uh, a big name in the horror industry, especially he's directed a bunch of Black Mirror episodes. And then he just directed uh, Bandersnatch, which just came out uh, on Netflix as well. Have you seen that yet? Bandersnatch? That's that movie where you can choose the endings or the directions it goes. Oh, Black Mirror? Well, yeah, Black Mirror, Bandersnatch. Bandersnatch, the movie, is is the movie. Black Mirror is just the like the TV right. series. Yeah. Yep. But it's Black Mirror, the new season. All right movie yeah yeah well because black mirror is an anthology where it's hour-long episodes right this is banner snatch is just a movie yep this movie so i like this part too this movie is written by steve niles uh and Stuart Beatty. um i guess what we'll say is so Stuart Beatty is more of the screenplay writer so he's known for like i frankenstein uh pirates of the caribbean <clears throat> Steve Niles. Well, we'll get into him in a minute, I guess. Um, so let's go to the main actors. We talked a lot about Josh Hartnett. Obviously, he's known for uh, Penny Dreadful. Um, or I guess not known for Penny Dreadful, but his horror cred can be Halloween H2O, H2O and Penny Dreadful. Yeah. I know him a lot more for like Lucky Number Eleven and Black Hawk Down, for example. Faculty, Faculty yep. <coughs> the chick in this is Melissa George, and she actually has some pretty legit horror cred. Doji is on fire. The what? She's a smoke. Oh yeah. I yep. thought she before. I thought she was a chick from Community, but she's not. No. Yeah. She's been in Triangle, Teresa's, uh, Amityville Horror, the 2005 remake. So she's got some horror cred under her belt. She, she's very good looking. I don't know if it's the freckles or what. Yep. No, she's a looker. Gets my go- goose. Gets your what? Gets my goose. Your gooch? I was gonna say gooch. <laughs> okay, <laughs> gets my gooch. All right, man. Whatever it takes, man. Uh, the other guy in this would be Danny Houston, and he was um, the main vampire. Not a lot of horror cred, I guess. I mean, he was in American Horror Story and Number Twenty Three with um, with uh, Jim Carrey, but he's you could also recognize him in Wonder Woman. And then one of my favorite underrated actors excuse me is ben foster yeah seen alpha dog yeah you haven't no i haven't no but i love ben foster Keller high water uh pandorum 310 to yuma you gotta see alpha dog dude i will but he's 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 like the mechanic or something too yes yep he is the mechanic he's a great actor for sure he is 
but Alpha Dog. <coughs> we had the the dude from Green Rooms and Alpha Dog. Anton Yelchin. Yes, yep. and the guy from. Oh, you gotta see Alpha Dog. It's not, I know it's you've been telling me this movie. for many episodes. I I just gotta remember to watch. It's not it. horror, but it. it's a good movie. Alright. Uh, a little trivia. This was actually, doesn't look like it, but this was actually shot in New Zealand. So, was it looks where yeah, was it shot? It looks like it was shot this like, in snow in New Zealand. And, and, well, that was another thing, too, is they actually use real snow. I mean, New Zealand has mountains, so. Yeah. I mean, there might be snow in the mountains. I'm not really sure. Um, okay, so back to the original story where this comes from. Steve Niles. Uh, he wrote the story, he, so he wrote it as a film, but nobody bought it. Nobody picked it up. So then, what he did was, is he turned it into a comic uh, strip or a comic series. Yeah. And then it was picked up and then turned back into a into a, um, into a show. So it was it was pretty cool that he kind of stuck with it. And I do. <laughs> I'm not a fan of comics or anything, but I, I um, every once in a while I'll see them on. If you go on like IGN, for example, they'll talk about comic stuff, and I have seen stuff on comics. So I, I would imagine this is pretty, probably pretty popular yeah. in the community of, of uh, comics as well, too. So, um, the uh, uh, I guess I mean that's that's about all I got into it. I mean we can we can hop right into this biatch if you want. Alright, so starts out, we get some drifter, I think it's Ben Foster. Ben Foster, yeah. And he's staring out this frozen ship. Do we ever find out what that ship was? No. Then he walks up this snow-covered hill, and once he gets to the top of the hill, <coughs> he sees a town. Oh, before we get, like, uh, credits to say it's Barrow, Barrow. So, yeah, that's a real, Barrow, Alaska is a real... Real town, town in Alaska, yes, and I do love that scene because I mean, every everybody that knows anything about Alaska, it is true. I mean, there's, you know, thirty days of night, and that that is true up there where you know they go through periods where uh, it'll be dark for a certain amount and then it'll be light for a certain amount. Right, but it's not per se how the movie or or, or how Hollywood depicts it. So, for example, when it's they're in uh, their period of uh, lots of, of light, I mean, it the sun does kind of come down and crest into dusk and dawn. Same thing when it's dark, thirty day. <coughs> when it's when it's uh, dark there, you know, they call it the land of the midnight sun or whatever. But even when it's dark there, the sun sun does kind of come up in almost like a dusk it's dawn like a kind of setting. Thing. But it is true. So I mean, they go into that where you get you know long periods of of no sun. Um, but yeah, so in this movie here, it was awesome because they showed them go up to the sign. It says "Town of Barrow, Alaska." Population, I think it was like five hundred thirty three, something like that. And then when it comes to the thirty days of night, it drops to one hundred and fifty two people. So because everyone's leaving, yes, people leave for this this yep. nighttime thing. And it also says the town is ninety miles away from the next closest town mm-hmm. without roads. No, I'm sure there's roads. It said like no road contact, maybe at night or or just it doesn't get plowed or something like maybe. that. Maybe so they're they're basically cut off for these thirty days. Yeah. So if you don't get out of town, 
you're stuck here for these 30 days a night which sounds creepy like an in oxymoron the days of night but yeah it is creepy and then the next morning we get Just Hartnett he's the sheriff and his deputy Billy <coughs> they find a bunch of stolen phones like out in the middle of nowhere all burnt like someone stole all the cell phones and burnt them up so it's like someone doesn't want people to reach the outside world yep. they can't can't figure out the motive and this is a common theme with all this vandalism and yeah like someone blows up someone's plane kills uh, sled dogs sled dogs get killed basically they're like us as the viewers we can get it like they don't want contact with the outside world whoever's yep. doing this stuff uh, everyone's leaving our main character, Josh Hartnett, Eben. Eben Olsen. Uh, he pulls up on a guy, the the plow truck guy, it's yep. Bo, and his truck is leaking oil, and he gives Bo a ticket, and Bo's like an, out, an outsider. Well, he just lives on the outskirts of town. Yeah, and Eben's deputy's like, you don't have to give him that citation it's like we'll just let them know he's a part of this town so yeah just to let him know hey you know we we care you're still one of us yeah Bo's all pissed off like he doesn't want to be a part of anything it's basically just a warning but yeah and then Stella which is Evan's ex-wife I don't think they were divorced they were just like temporarily separated yeah she's trying to get out of town on this Plane. So she, she's a fire marshal, and yeah. she was in town to do some kind of work or, or something. Right. And, and did not tell Eben that she was in town. No. So you can tell they're separated. Yeah, and they got some kind of beef. But all the townspeople are like, why don't you get back together with Eben? Why aren't you guys working this out? Everyone she talks to. But then she's trying to hurry out of town to make that last plane, and she gets hit by a... I don't know. Some kind of farm equipment. No, it was like a big uh, a front loader. Is is yeah? It was a big front loader. It had like thing. the chainsaw on the front. Yeah. Yep. <coughs> I just didn't have a bucket on, but. But yeah, so she gets stuck. So she finally caves and calls Evans. Like, hey, I'm here. Can you come help me? And he's like, Yeah, okay. And sends. Oh, his, you're in town. You didn't tell me. Yeah, he's a little butthurt. So he sends his deputy Billy out to go get her and take her to the airport. Billy gets her. They go to the airport, but they miss the airplane. So Billy's like, "Oh, you can come stay with me and my wife. Why aren't you with Evan?" <laughs> like, yeah. They just keep guilting her about like not working stuff out. Uh, Evan is our sheriff he keeps getting all these different complaints so what is that is it a power station i think so that they would they call it the not the humidor but the the something door 
I don't know. I want to say humidor, but they didn't store fucking cigars in there. I was going to say con- uh, Anyways, yeah. <coughs> I, I, that's what I thought it was, is like like a power station kind like, of thing. It seems like the building that runs the whole yeah. town. Yep. So it goes out there because they get some trouble out there. Someone trashed a helicopter. So here we go again. More stuff's getting trashed. Oh, then, then we get a scene where a guy in the shed just out on the outskirts of town. Who is this guy? Oh, he was at the cell tower. So that's the guy that runs a cell tower, right? Yeah, and he goes to investigate. And then all of a sudden he's surrounded by a bunch of people, like, moved real fast. We yeah. don't really see them. They, we see, like, a blur go across the screen. And then all of a sudden we see some guy, like, fucking tearing his throat out with his yeah. teeth. In this, it doesn't explicitly say it, but we know it's vampires by yep. now, right? This yeah. guy's eating his throat. Yeah. And it's real gory. Like, a lot of... The yes, blood looks, very brutal. I don't want to say it looks good, but on the white snow... <laughs> it does the red really blood. good. Yeah. This is one of those movies that I'll say right now is very, very atmospheric. You know, it's something, even though that they're in the middle of nowhere in this big, vast, open area, this movie seems suffocating. Yeah. If that makes sense. Well, they're trapped there. Yeah. Yep. And it's it's an oxymoron, like you said before, but it does such a good job as far as making that part of your, you know, brain just... Panic. You know, and, and this is one of those movies that puts me in... I really, even though it's a vampire movie, like I can, I can relate because the snow, the cold, you know, that, that in the middle of nowhere kind of thing, <coughs> this yes. movie really, I, I don't want to say relate to, but I can, I get it and it works for me. These are, these are my favorite kind of, of horror movies, uh, when they're done this way. Yeah. And if you've never been like, in the middle of nowhere, covered by snow, like the silence is like, oh yeah, can be nice but also terrifying. Yeah. Okay, but then the next thing we get Ben Foster's character, the director from the first scene we see, he's at yep. the diner, and he asks for like some whiskeys. Like, no, we don't do alcohol here. It's illegal during these thirty days at night because mm-hmm. people go crazy. Yeah. And then he asks. For raw hamburger, a raw hamburger, yeah. And she's like, "No, we only do it one bur- way, and that's burnt, burnt." Or yeah. Whatever. So he starts to lose his shit at this diner lady, and then Evan comes in. It's like, "Hey, you got a problem, dude?" He's like, "Come on, we go outside and have a chat." It's to step outside. Then, then Ben Foster's character, the director, threatens Evan. It's like ready to beat him up, and all of a sudden Stella that is there behind him with that sticks her Glock in the back. Of yeah, his it's like, well, yeah, I'd like to see him kick your ass, but I'm saving your life. Basically, yeah. is what she says. Like, don't do it because he'll fucking kick your ass. Then they take the director to the cop shop. Stella comes with Evan. And that's that scene. And then two guys in a girl get off work from the 
oil plant. Yeah, the pipeline. Well, there's, there's a pipeline that's goes what through it there. Is. Yeah. <coughs> and then they're kind of flirting with the girl. The two oh, guys yeah. are. You know what was going to happen there is going to be a little choo choo going on that night. We don't know. But yes, you do. All of a sudden, one of the guys just like, we see a blur come across the screen and the guy just like disappears. Yeah, he's fucking gone. And they're like, John? John? I don't know what his name was, but then where'd he go? And then all of a sudden, he gets thrown back towards him and he's all bloody and he's spitting up blood and stuff. And then that's the end of that scene. Something. It was a good scene because they're, you, you, they're building up to something. <clears throat> this is all building up. Yes. Then we get Evan at back at the cop shop interrogating the drifter. It's his brother and his grandma, I think. They're. It's his grandma and his brother. Okay. Sometimes they call his grandma by her first name, so I was a little confused. And then all the phones and the computer are down, so they can't do any research on this drifter guy. Drifter says, they're coming to make him one of them. Like, he's like, they're coming to make me one of them. (coughs) That reminds me. Sorry, I keep sniffling and coughing in you guys' ears. What did you think of Ben Foster's performance? I don't know. He did pretty good, dude. I, I yeah, I, I thought it was awesome because he, he was he plays. You, I, I almost was curious as far as what his backstory is, but yeah, I mean the way he talks and everything, you can tell like he's just a, a broken individual. Yeah. And these vampires must have saw or snagged him from a different town. So he's a hundred percent human. Yeah, they took advantage. And it's, it's of the him. whole thing where they're like, you do you do stuff for us here. And, um, you know, you'll be one of us one day. So they must do that every once in a while. But yeah. He's just like a lost person looking yep. for a group to belong Yeah, he's to. just, yeah, exactly. Yeah, he's just looking for, you know, people that he can fit in with. And uh, <coughs> everything from the way that he talks to, you know, him at the diner wanting raw meat. And, you know, yeah. I mean, it was, he talks in a very specific way yeah it's, it's almost like way. childish kind of uh, immature i'm not really uh, sure they're coming to save me yeah and they're gonna kill all of you yeah <laughs> i don't know yeah he, he i he is he's phenomenal i love ben foster but yeah it was a really, he's he has good. a really good performance by him <laughs> then all of a sudden the power goes out And then it cuts to another scene. There's a bunch of build-up scenes here coming, so bear with me. Evan goes to check on the guy that was in the shed and finds his head stuck on a stick. Cut scene. Evan drives through town, tells everybody to go inside. He's like, something's going down. Load your rifles. Load your firearms. And then we cut to another scene. There's a wife and a husband. And the wife... The husband's watching TV or something. Living and in she's, the, in, she's like doing dishes or something. And yeah, she's in, she's in the kitchen. I don't know if they're kind of arguing or not. And all of a sudden, like, the glass breaks. And she's like, what the fuck's going on? And then something jumps through the glass. And she's like, what the fuck? And then we see a guy grab her and just... He yanks her through the glass. 
and the husband runs out and chases her and she gets like sucked for some reason I don't know if it's something about where the town is the house is built like on stilts so she gets like sucked underneath the oh, house oh yeah and he goes well like, I think it's all permafrost up there probably like probably rises and lowers he kind of tries to chase her under the under the house and he tries to save her. I don't remember what happened. Yeah, I don't... I, I, I mean, this is... Well, then it cuts scene again, so we don't really yeah. know what happens to him. He might get grabbed or something, but we don't really know what happens to that couple until later. And then we cut back to the cop shop. It's just the drifter, the grandma, and the brother. And the drifter is talking trash. Only Stella's there. But the director's talking trash. He tricks the brother into getting real close to the cell and grabs him. And then, like, he's, like, has the younger brother, like, by his throat. And then Evan comes in and shoots him in the shoulder. And, like, Evan knows shit is going down. Yeah. Now. So he's, like, interrogating the director, like, who are you with? What the yeah, fuck he, is he going like, on? He, like, cuffs him to the cell and yeah he's like who killed Gus like you know something and the director keeps Ben Foster keeps going on about they're gonna take me with them they're gonna kill all of you I think I nailed that pretty good actually (laughs) not bad not bad oh he says he says I don't talk to the undead men I talk to he says Oh, he says that un- he talks to the undead men. He doesn't talk to the dead men. So, <coughs> so right. There's more insight than being vampires. I just realized when I watched this, I didn't turn subtitles on. Is there subtitles for when the vampires talk? Yeah, but you don't have to turn subtitles on. Yeah, you do because you can't fucking hear what they say. I don't know what you watch. No, they, they put the subtitles on there if you watch it. So oh so there the is subtitles on yeah you know, like on the DVD there's subtitles so okay yeah so I didn't so these vampires have like their own kind of like homemade <coughs> language yeah like language but there is subtitles so you can see what they're saying okay so then Evan and Stella take a drive through the town to try to find these vampires all of a sudden Evan. Tell Stella to stop the truck because he saw something moving. They get out of the truck. Stella gets her binoculars out. Then they hear a scream. Stella looks through the binoculars. She's like, Evan, get in the truck. Get in the truck. So they hop in the truck and start driving off. And all of a sudden, some person, it's a vampire, runs and jumps on the back of the truck. It starts, like, banging on it from the roof. And then Stella hits the brakes and the vampire flies off. They hear screams on the radio and gunshots, which is coming from the cop shop where... Grandma and brother. Yes. So they hurry back there. Uh, They get back there and there's like a pool of blood and they find the drifter is all sad because they didn't take him. like, that didn't take me. (coughs) And... They find the brother alive, but they can't find the grandma. 
With the amount of blood that's there, you know what happened. Yeah, grandma's been eaten or murdered at the least. There's a bunch of blood. Next scene, we see the vampires all together. And the head vampire is talking to the other vampire. He says, their heads must be separated from their bodies. Do not turn them. So, like, you could... Always yeah. But the subtitles say, "Take no, their heads off. Don't don't turn them into vampires, because yeah. there's not enough food for all of them, really." The next scene, we see townspeople at a local house. Evan walks in. He finds his brother there. He's like, "Okay, my brother's alive." And then next, we see the vamps kill and eat another local couple at their house start ravaging the whole town we see vampires jumping like from house to house just searching for all the food that they could eat Cell and Evan go to the local house where Jake and other locals are hiding Jake is his brother they decide the whole house decides to hide in the attic and a lot of those Excuse me, a lot of those houses weren't designed with attics, so they, you know, this one... Well, yeah, well, it was uh, some guy that left town for the 30 days. Yep. So, like, yep. well, this guy has an attic, so let's go hide in there. Yes. And we have no idea how many townspeople are left or still alive or still in town. Which is kind of, I mean, if you think about the overall body count, I love how they did show that it went from 533 to 152 because that gives you an idea of the fucking dead people in this movie yeah this has got a high high body count and if you think about see. it yeah <laughs> i mean you see a little bit but this movie takes place over 30 days yeah if you think about it but most of those people were just absolutely slaughtered in the first like couple days yeah and it was awesome because it you know there were a couple scenes where you did have that like far pan out shot of just absolute carnage and mayhem in the main street and just blood soaked snow. It was Dude, it was the awesome. red blood on the snow is it's a good Yes. It's a good picture. But <laughs> Okay, so they're all hiding out in this attic and then well Evan and Seller are kind of our two main characters, Josh Hartnett and his girl his wife. Separated Stella. wife. Yep. They decided to go out and get, like, uh, traps. Bear traps. And, yeah, and, any know. gear they can get to try to kill these fuckers. And then on their way out where they're driving, they get stuck in the snow and flip their car. And then the vamps come and attack them and start pulling them out. Out of nowhere, the snowplow comes in through. And guess, that was awesome. Guess who it is? It's Bo. The yeah. guy that... Evan was a dick to before, kind of. And he plows through. Just the opposite, actually. He gave him that ticket to make him feel. I know. Yeah. I know. Yeah. But it kind of seems like a dick. Yeah. And then Evan Sella get in, and they they get out, and they escape. And so does Bo. I think Bo crushes a, a few of the vamps against yeah. a house or something with a snowplow. They go back to the attic. Man, I spell addict wrong. Okay. <laughs> In the attic, they can hear screams and gunshots coming from outside. <clears throat> yeah, this is where 
So you can see, I mean, most of the carnage took place in the first couple of days. But yeah, they're up in this attic. And I would say in the first week, you can see that they're going and, and they're just going house to house. And they're just wiping just everyone else out. out. Yep. And I think it's maybe 11 days in now. I didn't write it down. In the attic, they decide to ration food until they don't know what to do. So they decide to just ration our food and then we'll make our decisions later because they're all kind of arguing about what to do. Says we live here for a reason because nobody else can. So that kind of hints at their strategy, like they can out-strategize these vampires. Uh, then we have a quick scene where the head vampire kills Ben Foster in the jail. It's not really somewhat. What does what does the head vampire say to him? Do I don't remember. He calls him a traitor or something. He he like gives him a. He, he's like almost being affectionate at first until he like snaps his neck. Yeah, it's not completely important to the plot just no don't sympathize with them because they'll kill no, you they too just, they just used them is what they did yeah and back in the attic there's an old man who's like alzheimer's so he's yep. constantly making noise and i'm like oh where's my wife and stuff like that so yeah, they keep she's trying been dead for years <laughs> they keep trying to quiet him then they start hearing the vampires are getting closer they hear him at the neighbor's house They try to argue about running or staying. Eben decides they should wait a bit and then decide to go some other place so they can try to last out the month. And then while they're in the attic, they hear some lady walking through the streets like, help me, help. And she's like all kind of bloody. And they peek out the blinds and they can see just <coughs> vampires on the roof just yeah. watching her. So like they know this is a trap. And she walks to the town and gets back to the head vampire. And she's like, I tried. There's no one left. There's no one left. And he is like, has no mercy. I think they just eat her right there. Yeah. It's it's brutal, though, the scenes. It's, and they don't have, like, regular vampire, like, just fangs. They have, like, a full, like, piranha full mouth. mouth of teeth. Yes. Man. Oh, oh, but then Eben does go out try to save her, but it's too late. He runs into the husband of the, from the earlier scene when the chick gets pulled through the window. Oh, yeah, yep, and he's like, yeah, he's underneath the... Underneath the, the house. Building, half frozen, half dead. Yeah. Half turned. And he tries, tries to save the guy, but the guy turns and tries to attack Eben. And then Eben kills him. Kills him, kills him with an axe. axe. Yeah, like hits him in the head. Brutal. It's not like one swipe. It's like there's a lot of like head decapitations with an axe. To an axe. And it's realistic. Cool. <laughs> it's like you're going to have to hit him a few times. <coughs> all right. So it's been 18 days. And for all we know. Well, with that scene, he does kill. So the guy gets like half caught up in a swing set. Yeah. So after he, right after he kills them, the uh, the um, vampires know that there's people still alive. Yeah. So they're ransacking houses and everything throughout. Yeah. 
Which we, for all we know, the only people left alive in the town are like these like 10 people in the Saturday mm-hmm. or however many there are. Was after 18 days, the blizzard hits and they're still in the attic, but they decide to use this blizzard as cover to try to run to the nearest, like, a general, general store, store yeah. to get supplies. <coughs> Eben acts as a distraction. He runs out and tries to draw the vamps towards him. And he runs towards his grandma's house, which a scene we saw earlier... He found pot. His brother had weed. Well, the grandma had weed because well, she had cancer. Right. The brother's like, well, it's for grandma because she has cancer. It's weed. So, Evan runs to her house as a distraction, draws all the vampires over there while other people try to go to the general store and get supplies. And then while they're attacking him, he turns on her UV lights that she was using to grow that fucking... That ganja you know what I'm saying but the fucking sticky icky uh, but then when they're about to attack him he turns the lights on them and he fries a bunch but if one of them is like the girlfriend or something the yeah. head guy which reminds me of uh, I Am Legend I Am Legend yeah, yeah. yeah. Well, I, uh, this came out before I Am Legend but yeah and then <laughs> The head vampire is forced to kill his, like, girlfriend or wife or whatever it is. Then Evan is escaping back to the others. But the vampire is still on him. So Bo, the snowplow guy, comes in as a distraction with the snowplow. Oh, this way he takes out a bunch of traps from against that yeah. building. Did we, we miss the part with the grandpa yet? Or the part when they're in the the general store with a little, little girl. You know what I'm talking Probably, about those two yeah. scenes, right? I think we missed the part in the with the general store yeah, because they went yeah. to the general store beforehand. <clears throat> but that was a pretty creepy scene because they get in the general store and they're like gathering propane and food and whatever. Yeah. And um, they hear just like some weird crunching sound and they look down and there's like some little girl. Little girl vampire. Is eating on... You know, the channel store owner, or something. something like that. Yeah, and then that was another brutal scene too, where they like you know grabbed her and strung her up and you know lopped her head off. That was freaking kind of crazy. But then with um, yeah, so I think we also missed a scene too with that. So the grandpa's got uh, Alzheimer's and amnesia and whatever else you want to say it. But uh, he's sick of staying in that place, so he goes to leave, and then his son, you know, goes after him, and and uh, you don't know, you don't see what happened to the grandpa, but you know, Evan goes out and tries to get him, but yeah, that was another <coughs> scene. What happened with the the um, the son? I know he died, but did the vampires get him or? Could remember like. I think so. They're waiting for him to go in the bathroom, and the grandpa crawls out the window. And yeah. So, I mean, yeah. So, I mean, we're, we're basically, your cast of characters is, like, cut in half. Pretty in, quick. Yeah, w- with with everything that's going on here. So, anyways, yeah, we're back to the point now where um, Evan does the one distraction, and then Bo's like, it's my turn. So, he hops in that one vehicle that 
actually took out the truck that Stella was using to get to the airport with. Yeah. But yeah, he goes through town. But he, I don't know if they show us. He's loaded up with dynamite, basically. Yeah, he's got, he's got some traps and dynamite. And so he takes out a bunch of them, gets trapped, and then, like, they all start swarming. <coughs> and then he basically just blows himself up and a bunch of the vampires with him. He has some quote, too. I don't remember what he said. But it's a pretty good character arc there where he's, like, doesn't want to be a part of the town. Doesn't want shit to do with the town. And then he ends up saving Mm -hmm. a bunch of people in the town twice. But, yeah, this whole thing has started because they want to go back to the... Keep calling it the humidor. Yeah. What the fuck was that? It's an oil plant or something. Yeah. Yeah, but it's they, like their main source of income yep. or something. So where most people work there, it's a, but it's like a fortress. So they're trying to get there. So that's why they're this whole thing is <coughs> started. There's is they're trying to get to the the plant. The plant, yeah. Okay. Then okay, Evan gets back, Sally gets back, and there's six people left. But one of them, Carter, is turning. Is, yep. The name dude. He's like, You gotta kill me. I don't want to turn into one of yep. them. Yes. Man, and it's pretty gruesome. So Evan's like, Alright. So they go in the other room <laughs> where everyone else listens and yep. we see her close the door and you we see her whack. Whack and like fucking, we know Evan just chopped his fucking head off. It's pretty bad. I mean, good but bad. Yes. <sighs> and everyone's like kind of crying. So there's five people left. Oh, so then they go towards the window and they see uh. They're getting Morse code from across the street from a flashlight, which is where Billy, the deputy, yes. lives. So, this was a good scene. Evan and Stella go over there to Billy's house, <coughs> and they find Billy on the floor, like all distraught. And you see his bed; it's like a sheet over like three bodies. Yeah, like an adult and two kids. Yes, and. Pretty much, Billy said he he killed his wife and his two daughters because he didn't want them to live through that. And he tried to kill himself, but the gun jammed up or something. And I was like, "You never hurt your family. You never hurt your family." Really crazy scene. Like, oh man, because Billy was such a likable character until then, and then now we think he's just like a coward. And all three of them end up getting out of there. They they go back to the store. Everyone's gone. And then they see a bloody kid walking down the street, which is still, like, not a zombie, like a regular kid. Stella grabs him before a vampire can, runs off with the kid. <coughs> Evan tells her to meet her later, and they all get split up. Evan goes to the oil plant, power plant, whatever, the plant. He finds his... Brother Jake and the two other women. So it's just Stella and Billy. Billy. Yeah. 
Or Billy, yeah. No, Billy's a deputy. It's Stella and the kid. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Then we get a scene with the head vamps. Boy, he's saying is, it took centuries for us to make them believe we were only bad dreams. We cannot save them. We cannot give them a reason to suspect. To destroy, <coughs> destroy them all. So, like, leave no witnesses, basically, yeah. is what he's saying. Then all vamps are like, ah, start screaming. Back at the plant. Billy's walking around. Eben is with others looking at the street trying to radio Stella and the kid that she saved. Billy call Billy's calling out looking for people in the plant. And then like this is like obvious scene he's gonna get jumped because he's just like on his own in this big plant. He gets attacked because he's by himself. He gets rescued. But his hand is already bitten off. And he starts screaming like a vampire. Like I think it got caught. Did it get caught in that little grinder thing? Well, he got bitten. And they throw the vampire in the grinder. Yeah. But he's already like... Yeah, he's He's up. infected. But when, uh, it, he starts turning. Evan goes and just chops his head right off. Yeah. That was brutal. They made him an easy kill. There's a lot of axe head yes. stuff on this. <coughs> One of the women brings vodka to celebrate because they have one day until sunrise. Evan's still trying to get a hold of Stella on the radio. Finally, Stella calls Evan on the radio, and her and the kid are, like, hiding underneath, like, um, Ford Explorer, like, in the center of town, yeah. surrounded by the vampires. And they're freezing to death. Yeah, so, like, they're going to freeze and die, or they're going to be eaten by these vamps. And all of a sudden, the vampires start filling the street with black oil. Which is pretty cool scenery too. Just dumping oil out. Yeah, they hacked up a bunch of the um, pipeline, so it's like flooding the streets. So they're trying to erase the evidence. Yeah, they're going to turn into a big fire. Look like it was a big accident. And Evans like, I got to save her. <coughs> okay, so they go to the vamp that they killed. The vampire that they killed that killed Billy. And Eben takes a syringe. No, the vampire they killed, Billy, is in a bajillion pieces that went through the grinder. Well, maybe they go to Billy then. They go to, yeah, because Billy's head got popped off, and they go to Billy with the syringe. And he injects himself with Billy's blood, which has vampire blood in it. He's like, I saw I saw them, a few of them before they changed, they have the superhuman strength, so he's going to, like, juice yep. himself up. Make himself superhuman. Which I thought that, like, man, you know, at the time of the movie, you don't know what's going on when you first see it. But seeing this movie as many times as I did, just when I watched this the other night, I was like, God, that's a fucking rash decision, man, to pull something like that that fast. Like, they're literally a few hours from sunup. Like, I don't know. I, I thought that he made a rash decision doing that. Well, he's I was just like, she's dying out there. I know, man. I know, but still. I was pissed. So he basically commits suicide, but he's going to have, like, 
the super strength for a little bit. And he tells his brother to radio Stella when to run. <coughs> and he walks out there and this is when we get this big boss fight where he's all souped up on vampire vampire blood and he's gonna he's fight the head vampire I hopped up on Mountain Dew and vampire blood it, it was something about where if you inject it before you die maybe no I don't know no I'm thinking of Overlord shh <laughs> <laughs> So he goes out there to to fight this guy. And it was... This part was a little weird. Because... I guess the vampires are kind of like wolves. Where it's like the leader. There's alpha. Yes. So they kind of let this fight happen. Rather than attacking Evan. All at once. They go alpha versus Evan. (coughs) And Evan kind of gets his ass kicked for a while. Then that, that, that good old van blood started kicking in. Yes. And then he's like knocked down and the head vampire goes for the final kill and he does like a Superman fly at him. And Evan just like punches his fist through, right through. through his throat, which is pretty cool. I don't know if it makes yeah. sense. But it was, well, if you got vamp strength, <laughs> maybe it does. But they were punching each other for a while. But anyways, he punches straight through his throat. Kills the head vampire. Stella and Jake get back to the plant. The rest of the other vampires are like all scared off now because Evan's like the head badass. So they walk off. Who knows what happened to them? Yeah, I was going to say, they're like an hour from sunset and they all are just going to hide for a snow cave. Covering themselves in snow for 24 hours. And then next scene we get Stella and Evan back at the first scene on that cliff to watch the sunrise. Yep. It's pretty sad. It was. It it definitely was. So Stella and Evan finally kind of make up. Like, they're back together. But as soon as that sun comes up, we all know Evan's just going to burn on it. Yeah. And they say, watch the sun comes up. And he, like turns into ash like from a blade movie yeah and that's the end end sequence what what do you think about that ending (laughs) I don't know I like it but it's sad it is sad but I thought it was like the perfect ending to this movie I mean it'd be too easy to make it like oh and then let everyone go happily ever after because they're not I mean it's messed up. The whole movie is messed up. He sacrificed himself. kid deaths in there and kid vampires and yeah. killing the main character at the end. I mean, this this movie uh, this movie is pretty powerful. I love that end sequence, though. I really did. Probably one of my favorite, if not my favorite vampire movie ever. This, and, and I laughed when I saw, you know, we're doing our nannies list. I'm like, dust till dawn. I'm like, man, I mean... It, John Carpenter's Vampires, that was a 90s movie as well, too. Um, that didn't make my list, obviously, yeah. either. But, I mean, there's some good vampire movies up there, but this is one of my favorites, for sure. This is vampires are definitely scary. Mm-hmm. 
or compared to like a Dracula type yeah. vampire. Yeah, I mean, this is definitely my in my top three vampire movies of all time. I'll say that for sure. Like I said before, <coughs> the, mo- the 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 entire story, the movie was very concise, cut and dry. I mean, you got the perfect intro to it. Um, the movie was executed well. Uh, the perfect end sequence. I mean, it's just a great story. Like these vampires just moving from town to town, area to area, village to village, wiping out people and making it look like an accident. Yeah. You know, well, for I, centuries. I think they, we didn't bring that up, but I think they did say like, oh, it's like the fire of some other town last year where everybody died. They did. Yeah. So yeah. like, that's where they it kinda, said they go from town to town to do this. Yeah, know? and no one knows. Everyone just thinks people just die in a fire and move out. <clears throat> like 150 people is not that many people. No. So yeah, no this this movie was uh, I liked it quite a bit. I mean, I really, I I really have nothing really too bad to say about it. Yeah, I, don't, I can't pick it apart. No. I mean, it's a little long, but it's it is. But I think that on, it like, needs to do that to you know wrap the story up nicely. So there's no extra parts that I could say to cut out. Yeah, and it's, yep, it's I full mean, action the whole movie. Wh- wh- where are you coming in at? I'm gonna do eight point five again. I'm at eight point five. It's a good fucking movie. I was fighting. I was. I want to make this one eight point seven five, but I'm like, I'd rather just watch They Live just a tiny, tiny, tiny bit more. Yeah. So that's where I'm at. But no, this movie was, again, it's it's an awesome movie. It's pretty fun. I don't know why more people don't talk about it. No, I don't know either. That's a good point. It's a good point. Anything else with um, Thirty Days a Night before we wrap this episode up? No. No. Well, uh, hey guys, you remember last show when we talked about this new segment that we were really excited about called Shot in the Dark? Well, that's what we have coming up next. Again, if 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 uh, just as a recap, new segment we <coughs> sorry, new segment we thought of uh, we wanted to do called Shot in the Dark. We just randomly pick obscure movies uh to go over last week we chose bloodline and the zoo little did we know we did zero research in those movies and those movies are not yet i don't even think they're released let alone widely released i think both of them were film festivals because we literally looked at every single streaming service and option available to watch them and we couldn't find them no, yeah. Most most I could see is their release dates are to be determined. Yes. So I apologize. Uh, Bloodline and The Zoo, we will cover them maybe next segment uh, of Shot in the Dark. We're not sure. But we did choose two other ones. I chose The School and Drunk Darius chose... 
The Farm. The Farm. Have you seen Boarding School yet? Not yet. You should watch that for the next episode. I should. You haven't seen it yet, have you? You watched part of it, though, right? Yeah. Yep. <coughs> the The School and the Farm are both 2018 movies. So our, our whole idea with this, again, is the goal is to find a hidden gem or a good movie that just really nobody's seen. But, you know, you can have some fun reviewing some really crappy movies because my guess is, is that's most of them. what we're, <coughs> we're going to get. So, um, I guess, do you want to talk about, um, I chose the school for you. Do you want to talk about the school first and then I'll talk about the farm? Yeah. So, the school... I don't know how movies work in other countries. This seemed like a pretty well-produced movie, honestly. It did, yeah. It was Australian, I believe. Was it? Yeah. But it was... Um, it's pretty boring. It seemed like a... This is the epitome of a slow burn. A children's fantasy book. Like, if I was 14... Like, half Pan's Labyrinth or something. Yes, and I saw this movie, I'd be scared. But, like, if it was a book, it would have been better if I was 14. You know what this movie reminded me of? is like, half Pan's Labyrinth and half, like, Peter Pan. Peter Pan. Lord of the Flies, maybe. Yes, yes. Like, I'm not... I'm not scared of a skinny 15-year-old. Like, no. I want to beat the fuck out of that kid. Oh, and Silent Hill. This had tones of Silent Hill. Yes, yeah, Silent Hill's way better. Oh, yeah. But, I mean, just with, like, that whole dream world state that they're yeah, in. Yeah, a little So, well, bit. let's give a little backstory. So, the school is about this lady. She wakes up in a bathtub, and she's on a mission to find her son. Um, she, you, she's a doctor. Yep, she's a heart surgeon. <laughs> You can get right away that something is not right because when I talk about Silent Hill, it's like the world or dimension or whatever that she's in is like Silent Hill. Yeah, I can see so that's that. where it comes in. It's like not real. <laughs> yeah. And she's also like, she works with a bunch of comatose kids. Yep. But she, she enters this world of children basically and the main bad guy is a child he's like mm. in his early teens skinny little fuck yeah and we'll try not to give away any spoilers or anything that's not really a spoiler no. but it just didn't scare me maybe if no. i was younger it would scare me and it's just a slow grind like yeah there was a couple of scary scenes where, like, that lady crawling down the hallway was kind yes. of creepy. Yeah, there were. I mean, this this movie is one of those where it's an extremely, extremely, extremely slow burn, but it can build up to something that will make it watchable. Except that this one didn't. Was- <laughs> there was a reveal at the end that really shouldn't have surprised anybody. No. Um, and it just wasn't enough. It was convoluted. Yeah. But it was, I will say, it was well produced. Like, it looks yeah. like it doesn't look like a low budget film. No. I, nothing, I mean, I, I saw everything coming down the pipe. And to be honest, after the first half hour, I was not even paying attention. I was. Dude, me know. too. 
So, but uh, where'd you come in at on the school? Three. I was a two and a half. Yeah, that's yeah, generous. But yeah, I, I, it feels bad because I've seen way worse produced films. Yes, yes. But it, like, and it looks better. It looks good. I will say that. <coughs> yeah. It's just really boring, and the payoff sucks. I don't feel like it was made for me. Maybe it was made for someone younger. I don't, I don't know. know. I don't know. All right, why don't you talk? Uh, introduce the the next one. The Farm is an interesting movie. I will say that. It's about a... Oh, I don't think this is a spoiler. The main... I don't... I feel like this movie was trying... I feel like it went back in time until it was 2005. Yeah. And it was trying to play off like uh, the Hills Out of Eyes or Texas Chainsaw Massacre. Yeah, it's like, half, it's like part, I don't know, I got Jeepers Creepers, the Hills Have Eyes, Texas Chainsaw Massacre vibes from this movie. Yes, it was, that's what it's trying to be, <coughs> but not as successful. But no. I will say, there's one crazy, the baby scene is pretty bad. Yep. And that... The whole idea behind it was interesting. Yes, that is what I will say. It could have been executed way mm-hmm. better. So the farm follows a couple, a uh, younger college-age couple on a road trip or coming back from a road trip, I think. Yeah. I think they're coming back from a road trip. And they made it seem like they really weren't that far away from their final destination because the female wanted to keep going and the the guy was like no i don't want to crash us so i feel like they were they could have easily made it back one night away from getting home but like you said this movie was not nearly as well produced but i think it had a much better concept and a better idea but a lot of it was really silly like you know why they have the mask on i still don't know no i i well yeah i guess i didn't have a problem with the mask i'm more thinking like you should know where you're going. You should have a fucking cell phone. You should know where gas stations are kind mm-hmm. of thing. Getting trapped on random roads. <coughs> I did like that one scene when they in the beginning when they pull up and that, that bitch of a woman was out there. I thought something was going to come of that, but it really didn't. Yeah. Um, and there were some genuinely creepy scenes like when they first got to the hotel and then the camera panned back. Yeah. You know what I'm talking about when they're sleeping, and then you could see something that was like, "Oh, right that there. Was fucking yeah!" That was that was pretty creepy. Um, but uh, yeah, I mean, so these people are on a road trip. They stop at a uh, basically the Bates Motel, and they get a room, and it's not ex- what they're expecting, and they're kind of trapped. And there's some decent. Gruesome scenes done well, I would say. Some of them are done well. Because it's like, oh, no. But the acting's not good. No. The concept's good, but I don't know. Yeah. I don't want to give too much away. If you're fans of The Hills Have Eyes or some of that shit that's hard to watch, like... 
Yeah, there is. This There's one, not a rape scene in this, but it's pretty close to a rape scene. Yeah, it's 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 like uh, partly green room? survival horror, <laughs> green room kind of thing. Yeah, it's it's. I don't know if you're into like crazy craziness, obscurity. Like maybe it's worth a check out. But like, I agree, this one is worth like. I mean, the school is hard for me to recommend to anybody. Yeah. But this one, I can see some people enjoying this one. Yeah, I can see I that can. too. Especially, I, came, I mean, I'll just tell you right now. I came in. Uh, both these movies are fairly short. The farm is actually only eighty minutes. And the school is 89 minutes. Uh, I came in at a four on the farm. Yeah. Yeah, a five. Yeah. Because it, it's almost worth the watch for the novelty. But I yep. cannot recommend this movie. I'm not going to say it's good. But there's definitely some scenes you can be like, what the fuck, towards, yeah. Which is exactly what they were <coughs> going for. They are going for what the fuck. Yeah. And I do like, I actually do like the mask because it is just, you can tell that. I don't know if they're a cult there's some kind of cool. Uh, main, I want to give away the main plot. The main plot idea behind it is really good. I think. Well, may, let, we'll talk about that after the show because I want to make sure that I'm understanding it. I guess. So. Like what the farm is for. Yeah. I think that's good. I think that's pretty cool. But they just they could have done it so much better. And I feel like it's trying, but to it was ultra low budget, and you could tell. So, yeah, I mean, you do have to give it props for being as decent as it was. Maybe that's why it did come in a little higher yeah. than the school. Yeah. So, but ah, fuck, I want to tell people to watch it just for it. the the idea. Well, the idea of the farm is a cool idea, yeah. but that's it. There's some gruesome scenes. There is, yeah. I mean, there. This definitely has more of the creep factor and suspense kind of <coughs> scenes as well, too. So, but yeah. Anything else on uh, the farm? No. So that was our shot in the dark. Uh, maybe for next show, we can have uh, some listener feedback as far as give us a couple random. Random Hidden shot gems. in the dark. Yeah, random shot in the dark. Yeah. Not next episode, but next segment. Yeah. <clears throat> we have a few episodes to go through before we get back to this one, but that'll give us some time to get some um, feedback. Email us at the Joe Blow Horror Show at gmail.com. Find us on Facebook at Joe Blow Horror Show. You just throw it in the search bar, you'll find it as well. Let us know. Throw out some uh, ideas. We'll be happy to. Uh, Put those in our shot in the dark for you guys. So, anything else before we get into next week? No. All right, Mr. Zuckerberg. Let's talk about next episode. So, all I am going to say is we are not going to do a normal episode. We're not going to tell you guys what it is because it's going to be a surprise. Let's just call it a bonus episode. Bonus. Bone is episode. So uh tune in. It'll be a good one. We're just gonna drop this randomly and this next episode here, and I think you guys will enjoy it. So we know you love the specials. The specials, that's right. Super special. Superstar. <laughs> <laughs>
All right. Anything uh, to leave us on, Mr. Drunk Darius? If the glove don't fit, you must acquit. I hope it was as good for you as it was for us. Boom! Mm, that was incredible. Is it good for you? <laughs> I've had better. <laughs> <laughs>